Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? This is Isu back again. E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 301. Today we'll be talking about TV, including The Trust, The Traitors Season 2, and Reacher Season 2. Movies including Society of Snow, The Retirement Plan, Night Swim, and Lift. And as always, the week in sports, the week in Funko and collecting weekly Star Wars moment and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, it's the news! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We are back, finally, with the regular episodes. Hopefully, Yay. we can stay on a better track for you guys. But we did drop, was it four? Four uh, best oh, of. Oh, yeah, yeah. End of the year. End of yeah. the year. Four best of. I know we dropped 300 last year, which was few weeks ago and we did drop um part two to uh was it top 20 mcs of the 1980s is that what it was called yes i think that yeah that was over on uh our spotify feed so go over and check that out and um i got a i got an idea too i was gonna run by you might as well bring it up here um I was joking about that uh, start a New Jack Swing study group. Uh, I should do a uh, my own New Jack Swing countdown list and uh, have you react to that. <laughs> yeah, it'll, uh, we'll put that over on the Spotify feed, everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't heard a lot of that stuff. I, I just don't listen to it, but I remember it all because that, yeah. that was the time. Renee all was late '80s, early '90s R&B. Renee was really into all of that, especially during her college yeah. years. So, heck yeah, <laughs> uh, I I knew the songs if I heard them, but it wasn't something I didn't rush out to buy the cassette or anything. So, right. for you younger listeners, back in the day, there was these things called cassette tapes, which they yeah. are making a comeback. Um, shout out to all the metal and thrash bands that I go see, especially Eric. He doesn't even have a tape player, cassette player, and he still buys them. But uh, a lot of these indie bands are putting out uh, cassette tapes. Um, we put for for my band that I was in without reservation back in the '90s. We had in the beginning we had demos. I want to say we had one. I think we had three demos. There was two of them that we ha- that were out that we sold at uh, shows, and then there was a third demo that. We did. We re-recorded some songs, and I was just handing those out. They weren't for sale and everything. So, if any of you guys listening and and you do remember the Without Res days, and you have those, hold on to them because <laughs> I have. I have our first album on vinyl. I don't think I opened it. I know I have that. Oh. Uh, I have. I know I have a CD from both albums we did. Um. I know you can still download this the first one on um 
I guess Canyon Records, they're still selling it. Um, I don't see dollar one from any of that. So, but I didn't write anything, so I, I don't really care. <laughs> but, but it's just my voice on it, and I, I signed something to where they can put my pictures on this and that. But I was young and stupid, and I wouldn't do that today. But 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 today, <laughs> man, like I'm saying, with, with cassette tapes, I mean, a lot of these bands. I mean, back in the day, I mean, even today still, I mean, you're, you're looking for that record de- deal. Everybody wants to be signed with a major label. Everybody wants to be famous if you're in the music industry. But you can make your own albums. I mean, right. we, were living, we were living proof. We made two albums, one with Canyon Records, and then the second one we did pretty much on our, by ourselves. And we put them out on, on CD and cassette tape, and they're out in the wild. But, I mean, I don't know what what brought i guess everything circles back around set out tapes. The trunk uh we did at some shows speaking speaking of that it just it just came to me um a few weeks ago i uh, lost uh one of my cousins um uh we're uh, clan related in navajo way uh Klee Benali. he was a songwriter musician activist and just an all-around cool, cool motherfucker. Um, I'm really not sure exactly what happened. Um, I didn't want to reach out to family and everything because they, they, they just had a big celebration for him. I could, I could have gone, but then I would have got stuck down there because there was a yeah. huge yeah. snowstorm came in, and right. uh, I saw the posts. Everyone was like, no one could get out of Flagstaff because it was just so crazy, and all the highways were shut down. So. I guess it was a reason why we didn't go, but I, we I did look at the weather and everything. But next time I go down there, I'm gonna reach out to them and, and go hang out uh, with the family and everything. He he was married. Uh, I haven't really spoken to his wife or anything, so I mean I, I'm only really connected to the family. I met his wife a couple times, but uh, as well as his mom and his brother and sister. But they had a band back in the '90s called Blackfire. For those of you that did remember them, and uh. Janita and Clay, they still have a band called Sihasin. They're still out there performing. I think they're taking a break for a while. But Clay, he also did uh, his own solo stuff. Um, he was a huge activist. Uh, went all over the place. He's a world traveler uh, with his music and everything. And he was always out there uh, hyping everybody up. And we met them. We did a show. And it was on the Hopi Reservation, like a few miles away from uh, Tuba City, Arizona. And when you said out of the trunk, that after our performance, we were selling our T-shirts and nice. our little our little four-track demo we had um, out of the trunk. Because uh, a lot of people had their tables set up. We didn't. We were just still in the beginning stages. We didn't. Right. We didn't have anything. I don't even know how we got that gig. Somebody saw us somewhere and said, "Hey, we want you guys to come to Arizona." I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's go." They flew us out there, put us up, and everything. So we're like, "Yeah, we'll be there." So yeah, when you said out of the trunk, we were sitting there um, selling our tapes and our T-shirts and everything. And there was uh, I was working at a printing shop, so I printed all our T-shirts, just some little cheap uh, drawing we did really quick with put without res on the front and on the back, and sold them for like ten bucks or whatever. But yeah, we sold all our shirts, we sold all the little tapes that we brought. We could we we were like we should have brought more, but we weren't we weren't sure. Right, right. People we're gonna be you in never know. Stuff. You never but, know. <laughs> we sold we sold all our cassette tapes and everything. Nice. 
and uh it, it was cool so but yeah blackfire that was the first show we did with them and then we kind of got to know them hey what's going on and this and that uh i think about a year later they reached out to us they were they were doing a um the Jeanne, uh drama festival in tuba city it was at the high school and they had some performances in flagstaff but saturday night they had a concert and blackfire was playing and we opened up for them they said we we want you guys to come play and we're like all right cool so we went it was an amazing so, show at the high school um their blackfire is kind of like punk rock rock and roll type of stuff they got some slow jams in there and everything some acoustic stuff but man those kids they were they were die hard for the show everybody was grooving to us i think we played like 45 minutes Everybody was into us, so that was cool. But then when Blackfire came on, that was who everybody wanted to see because all those kids know okay. who Blackfire is. So they packed <laughs> that place, which was cool because they were all there to see us as well. And we we did pretty good selling our junk there after that show. But playing that show with Blackfire was so much fun. Uh, the the pit was raging, big circle pits and everything. I have it on VHS somewhere. Awesome. Um. um it was just an awesome time and then all the performances after that we've did we've done with Blackfire with Clee and Clayson and Janita uh, those are my cousins and fuck oh sorry everyone oh man we had so much fun and after performing we would all sit there and laugh around and uh i remember there was a show we did in oakland uh it was i can't remember the name of the place it was on east 14th not international it's, it was east 14th always be east 14th anyway <laughs> right. so we played we played and then afterwards Clee was like hey man i'm gonna go hang out with my friends you, you want to go with us i was like yeah sure so i went and hung out with him uh, and his friends and actually it was i was reunited with one of my friend's sisters that i had not seen in forever we were, we were kind of cruising down east 14th and we passed the um the intertribal friendship house the the native center and i said yeah i used to work there my mother-in-law too and then this girl in the back was like hey my mom used to work at that place and i turned around and huh. looked at her and I didn't recognize her at first because I remember her when she was really little. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was one of my buddy's sisters. So we had a huge conversation later on, hanging out with Clee and everybody, having a good time. Uh, always getting up on stage with them to perform because uh, I'd seen them so many times. I had all their albums, all their, their, their demos, everything. I had all of that. I was a huge Blackfire fan. And um. One of the shows, one of the first shows that we did together, or no, I think it was a second or third show, I can't remember. But anyway, whatever. Um, I was singing and everything, and then Cleet was like, "Come on, man, just come up here and sing with us." I was like, "Yes!" Yeah. So I jumped up on stage and I was singing all the songs. Uh, when they put out their album, uh, was it One Nation Under? There's a song called "Lying to Myself," and uh, they actually recorded that with uh, the late and great Joey Ramone, the lead singer nice. for the Ramones. Wow. So they recorded that with them. Big time. And during during that song, Clee and Joey kind of go back and forth, basically passing the mic. So we did that song. I did Joey Ramone's part. So that was kind of an honor to do that. But to be on stage with them, every time we played together, we would do that song. And Clee, hey, man, come on up. And we would do it. And we would just bring the house down with that song, doing it in Arizona, doing it in the Bay Area. They came up to here to Susanville. 
We did two performances with them down at the casino. They had this big music festival. We got to play inside the first night, and then the second day was outside. So, But it was so awesome to play with them, all the performances we did. Um, but then... I don't know. I think he just he just wanted to do focus on other things. So he, he stopped being in his band and his sister and his brother went on. They formed another band. But he was huge into activism as for native causes, for world causes and everything. And he was huge into helping the homeless that were in Flagstaff, Arizona, because it gets pretty cold there in the winter. And he was always. Uh, making sure they had food, making sure they had places warm to stay or just jackets and just sleeping bags and whatever so so they can survive and everything. And they, he had a little uh, info shop in Flagstaff that they were always doing stuff. And uh, he just came out with a board game. I think it was called, um, was it Burn the Fort? Um, yeah, it's called Burn the Fort. It just came out like days before he passed up yet. I want to get it. He has a book out too that I bought. I, I it's around here somewhere. I'm in the studio's a mess. But um, yeah, he he they made a board game. Um, um, you know what those um, I don't know what they're called. <laughs> but it, it's a board game. Uh, it's a, a limited edition, he said. So I need I need to get one before I can't. Let me send you a shot of what it is. Yeah, definitely. But I I wanna I wanna get it, and I haven't played board games in forever. But this is one of those um. There's a I'm geez I'm looking at pictures. There's a lot to it. Uh, anyway, but yeah, just look up Burn the Fort, and, and if you guys can, definitely uh, help the cause. But uh, he also came out with a book called uh, No Spiritual Surrender. Uh, I, I ended up picking that book up. I, I haven't read it yet, pointing him. This is all before. I knew he was sick, but I didn't know like how yeah. how bad it was. So, because he was posting videos and everything, and the, one of the last videos I saw... He looked good and everything, but I could tell that he was there was something wrong. And he he had mentioned in the video, he goes, I've been dealing with some issues. I've been going in and out of the hospital. He's younger than me. He was only 48. And I wasn't sure exactly what happened. That's why I don't I didn't want to reach out to his family. Uh, I'll eventually figure out what what happened. But but yeah, I got when I got the news, uh, I was actually driving down to the Bay Area. It was on New Year's Eve. Uh, Mike texted me. He said, "Hey man, what happened to Clee?" And I was like, "What?" So I kind of pulled over really quick and, and looked it up, and then I found out that he had passed. And I was like, "God, man!" And it, and it sucked, man. He was still young, so I, I don't. Again, I don't know exactly what what happened, but um, yeah, he he was a huge inspiration to to me and. Uh, awesome guy to to family and everything and every time i got to see him he was always really cool hey give me a hug how you doing and meet meet the family and everything and then then this happened 
and it, it just it sucks now. So I'm hoping that the people that, that knew him uh, personally and professionally, everyone can just remember Clee for who he was, remember him for the activism he did, for the, mu- the music that he brought us, and all the music and everything he had done is just... It sucks, man. I, it's it was such bum news. I was always hoping that we'd be able to do uh, something again musically. I mean, if if it wasn't Blackfire, just together to to do something. I really wanted Eric and Marky to. They they got to see Blackfire perform, uh, but I really wish that uh, they got to to actually meet him and and do some music together. But uh, hopefully, they do some kind of uh, benefit show in, in his honor. And, uh, I would love to get up there and perform some of our old Without Res stuff as well. Because he loved Without Reservation. He had our shirts and would hype us up. And he took our CDs and our tapes over to when they did a tour in the UK. And he said, I, he, oh, was like, he, he was like, do you have any? I said, here, take whatever. And I said, just hand them out. I said, you don't need to sell them. But he goes, no, no. He said he just went out there and was handing them out to people. So. It was weird. Our music got over 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 the pond. So, but awesome. He was such an amazing guy, and I'm gonna miss him because it was just. I mean, oh, one last story, really quick. We played in, or they did a show in Auburn, and uh, I I just got off work and I just raced over the hill because I wanted to see them perform. And when when it got there, it was it was all them and their and their dad. They were they were singing and they were also a dance. Uh, group so they were doing uh navajo singing and navajo dancing and everything so they were doing that but then when they started doing the black fire stuff clee was like hey man just you know all the songs man just it was kind of like a broken down acoustic set he said just sing whatever you want so i was like all right cool i kind of just was kind of sitting there off to the side just picking my moment but i know all the songs so i was doing all the backup and then Klee and I were actually kind of going back and forth with the songs. So after that set was over, it was just so fun to do. He was, he goes, hey, man, he goes, do you want to come on the road with us? I was like, I, I wish. I mean, I would wanted to, but I, I got to work. So now I got a family to support. And he goes, man, that was fun. He goes, man, just to back him up. He goes, man, because it, it saves his voice as well because they do so much performances like every day when they're on their tour so he goes yeah man just sit up there and do what you did tonight i mean just back up help him sing the songs and it was so fun and he was serious it wasn't just like yeah just come on but i was just like man i wish but i i couldn't (laughs) there was just no there was no way i I i had to work um if I would have got some notice, like, hey, I can take a week of vacation and, and do a week's worth of shows with you guys, that would have been just amazing. Because I was always jealous of, they were playing all over the world. They played in Asia, they played in Africa, they played all over Europe, and all over the, the country, and down in Mexico, and everywhere else. Um, and I loved it. I just, I just remember seeing the pictures. This is all during the uh, when the MySpace days were, were going, uh, seeing everything. And then when, when they come back uh, to the Bay or, or if we went to Arizona, we'd hang out and talk. And, they, oh, man, we went here, we went there. And 
performed all over the place and i was like man it was just like i wish we could we could have done that um but i have nothing but good memories every time hanging out with them and the music that we did together was so fun all the shows we did uh which were fun i remember sitting there looking down into the crowd or off to the side of the stage and seeing clee standing there dancing around fist in the air for us and and just rapping along to our songs and i was like oh man it's it's it was such a bummer the, that he passed, and I got nothing but respect for him. Uh, and everyone that knew him and, and the whole family, the whole Benali family, they're just awesome people. And, uh, yeah, man, I want to dedicate this this episode to Clee and his memory. Truly, and, yep. Uh, as far as music, uh, I'm going to give you my my random recommendations. Listen to anything that uh, just look up Cleek Benali. He's got Blackfire stuff, and I'm sure he's got uh, some of his other uh, solo stuff out there. So just listen to anything Blackfire or anything you can find uh, of his solo stuff. I'm sure there's a lot of it on um, YouTube of him performing. But if I have to pick a song from any of them, it will be the very first song that, that I've loved was uh, their Blackfire EP that came out in 1994, and it's their second song, and it's called Fence. That song, I remember the, f- the first time I saw them perform it, it was really catchy. It was kind of a little, just a little groovy song. But then when we started doing shows with them, I was like, man, play Fence, play Fence. And he goes, is that on the list? They were, because I always had different days of the songs they would play. They went, no, it's not on the list. They would add it for me just so I could hear it. And I remember I would jump on stage with them and, and sing along with them. It was it was just so fun. And we did a show in Berkeley one time and same thing. I was on that mic all night with them. But yeah, brother man, Clee, we're gonna miss you and I love you, brother. Thank you for all that you've done for indigenous communities and what you have done just for everyone that that Clee met he's just he was an amazing guy and i had nothing but respect for him and i'm gonna miss him and uh, hopefully i can get out to arizona and visit with the family but yeah Clee benali everyone uh, look him up if you don't know who he is and definitely check out uh burn the fort as well as his book um i think it's the only book that he's written i think i'm, I'm not really sure but he's got uh some other things, YouTube channels and all that, and listen to everything that he has to say. But all right, brother man, I miss you. Um, we'll definitely meet again on the other side, and we'll do some music. So, yeah. but yeah. with that, everyone, dang, I have my phone hooked up to my computer, so I had—I don't know if you heard it, but I had this crazy. <laughs> no, I didn't hear it. Okay, good. Uh, this when we're on this. I don't know when the school calls. It's it's never like somebody. It's a, oh, a recording. Right. So I just yep. like uh, yep. I know about those. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, Clee Benali, everyone, uh, look him up, man. Awesome, awesome guy. I love you, brother. Again, like I said, we'll uh, we'll do it all again on the other side. But yep, I didn't mean to bring the show down right in the right in the get go. No, no, it was a great story, <laughs> and I'm glad you were able to tell it and uh, show honor you know yeah so but meanwhile as we'll kick off with tv i only have the one show what do you do you yeah i got two i got a couple right. 
Well, this made my um, best of list of last year because, like I said, the majority of the episodes came out last year. But the final three episodes hit this year in uh, 2024. And this is Reacher Season 2. It's an Amazon original. And, oh, my God, this show was awesome. Um, The first season was amazing. Uh, In the second season, it wasn't as good, but it was still... What I loved about the second season, he had he had help in the first season, but this second season was uh, his team, his uh, military attack force or whoever they were. They joined up with him and they were helping him trying to bring down this big uh, corporation that was um, hijacking these uh, missiles and everything that they were going to, I guess, destroy the world or something or start World War Three. T-1000. Robert Pattinson. Robert Patrick. Uh, Patrick. He, yeah, he was the bad guy in this one. But uh this show, it was it was so good. I love it. I just love Reacher's style. Uh the actor that 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 uh that plays him. He wants um, to play Bat one day. Uh, I'll watch it. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. What's the name? Alan Rickson, that's his name. Uh, and then a bunch of other people and Robert Patrick was the bad guy, but man, this show was awesome. I loved it. Um, this is pretty much a try to figure out what's happening, save the world, uh, save a family that's in crisis and kill everybody that gets in your way. Cause it, it was like, just shoot them up. And then it went to hand to hand. It would go to knives um, the scene that I loved, I rewatched it was in um, season one. Uh, he had to go into jail to uh, help out this guy that was in there. And they put them in Gen, Gen Pop. And he was just beating the hell out of these fools. So these guys tried to um, muscle his cellmate, the guy he was protecting, and he just beat the hell out of them. And then he had this big brawl in the bathroom or in the showers. He beat the hell out of these guys. I think it was like four or five guys. And this guy, man, the guy that plays Jack Reacher, he's tall. And he was big in the first season, but he got bigger the second season. So I don't think he would need any of those muscles if he's uh, if he's going to be Batman. Right. Um, <laughs> but he'd probably be, well, what's his name? Ben Affleck's pretty tall um, and everything. But, uh, yeah, man, th- this show is awesome. Some of my friends are like, I never even heard of this. They've seen the movies, but they never seen the show. I said, you guys need to watch the show. Don't expect little Tom Cruise uh, to be doing all this. But um, this show was awesome. And the, the whole season, the first season was the best to me, but the second season was just as, just as good. Um, I'm hoping that there's a third season. I mean, the way the seasons ended, you like, there could be more. There couldn't be. I don't know how many books are in the series, so I'm sure they can continue I the story. I think there's a ton. So they could go probably as long as they want because I think it's like a it's a big book series. All right, let me see. Let me see Jack Reacher books. That's I'm pretty sure there's a ton. Oh yeah, there's there's hell of them. Yep, thought um, so. <laughs> it's just just Reacher really and Killing Floor, Die Trying, Tripwire, Running Blind. Echo burning without fail. Um, nothing to lose. Old luck trouble. A dad luck, bad luck trouble. Uh, the hard way and bunch of the enemy. 
Well, they got plenty of source material, and from what I understand, they're taking the books and making them into full seasons. So that's cool. The 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 groundwork is already laid. Just continue forward with the show. So, um, because at the end of this one, I mean, you guys know if you guys saw the first season, he's just he's just roaming the countryside like uh, Kane and Kung Fu, and just getting into adventures wherever he goes. Um, and he at the end of this one, it's not really a spoiler if if you read the books or anything, but he's like he bought this um bus pass basically and it's good for a year and he can just get on the bus and go wherever this bus company goes and just go wherever so because at the end he was like all right well i'm out got on the bus and took off so i don't know where he was going but <laughs> wherever he goes i'm sure trouble's gonna follow him where he's gonna find it uh and everything but if i was a reader i would definitely be these are the type of books that i would read um shout out to my uncle he he was a he was a huge book reader i wonder if he read these but um yeah reacher it it's an awesome series um i only watched it mainly to talk about it on the show i was going to give it a couple episodes and talk about it but i got sucked in um renee mm-hmm. watched the first season with me she wants to watch the second season so i said i i couldn't wait so i zipped through the whole thing so all eight <laughs> episodes are up of season two so definitely if you guys haven't seen it yet uh, definitely check it out. And that was Reacher, it's Amazon original, and TV. That is all that I have. All right, yeah. Uh, mine are going to be qu- pretty quick. Uh, two uh, competition reality. You know, I'm a a big fan of that. Uh, so uh, when Netflix put up a new show, I uh, was definitely excited to check it out. And this is. Uh, the trust a game of greed and uh they put up i think the first three or four episodes at first and since then they've put up like another three so it's kind of like what they did with uh squid game where it's like uh they put out uh you know a, a, a few every week until I, I bet they're gonna do the same thing they did with squid game and they're gonna sit on the finale for a week uh, i'm guessing that's what's gonna happen so uh, the whole trick with this one is the cast and i'm not crazy about the cast i actually find them to be quite unlikable so unlikable there's a few times i almost gave up and almost turned it off but i'm curious about the game itself enough to keep going with it and see how it goes but uh, the whole shtick behind this show is honestly if the people could trust each other and get along and not vote anybody else out each week um they'd all get to share the prize but that's the shtick uh like every day or every other day they um individually go to the host of the show and they ask them if you want to vote anybody out if like nobody does then like you more money gets added but if somebody gets voted out, anybody can get voted out, then like the shares obviously get bigger 
with the with the less amount of people. And it's interesting. You see there's people there that uh, obviously they're just there to play. They just want to win. They don't care who they have to eliminate. And you got other people there that are, you know, playing with their heart and like, we can all win if we don't if we just don't vote anybody out and like we're <sighs> a family and <laughs> and come on guys do it for the team oh. and all this and that and it's like <laughs> spoiler alert once the trust is broken somebody's voted out like once that's happened you would think then everybody would quit you know would just like okay then they're gonna snap into game mode but no there's still people that like preach like we can be a family and like we can share this and like my integrity is not for sale and they're throwing around things like that and it's like you know think, think all think all the stuff i said <laughs> i always <Right>. say <laughs> right which is why uh. i i kind of wanted to get your opinion of the show i wanted you to check it out uh just to see the cast because like i said i find them highly unlikable for the most part it's not right. a very likable cast what was this called again? Let me look. I got to see this. Though it's called The Trust, a game of greed. It's on Netflix, and like I said, honestly, the more I thought about it, the people kind of have to be this way for the game to work. You kind of got to have people that are unlikable, willing to make these moves, moody. Things like that can change their mind in an instant. Uh, yeah. I don't know any of these people. No, no. They're they don't come from any other show or anything oh. like that. This is their oh they're all just normal people, except for one of them um, already is a millionaire. And that's like one of the first thing that gets announced, like to kind of sow distrust in the group. Like, hey, somebody amongst you is already a millionaire so <laughs> but you find yeah. out who this person is or do you yeah, wait to um, the end no you find out right away and then about uh, spoiler alert about around episode four um they like can't hold it back anymore they want to tell like and it's like hard to even sympathize with them because they're like oh like it's been hard for me like i had to hide who i was and like i couldn't wear my louis vuitton shoes and like it's been really tough for me to do this (laughs) it's like oh my god i don't know why you could how you could watch this shit see Stuff like the that. The reason be, I can yeah. is for the game. I like the competition element. Like I don't like like normal reality like housewives or um I like Vanderpump rules or anything like that <laughs> where it's just hanging out. Like I like the game. And this has a game element to it. So because I, I like, like the, the game. But I don't real, like the people. <laughs> the real world stuff, the Beverly Hills Housewives. Shout out to my friend Becky. She's the one that got me watching that shit. Uh, stuff like that, when you just throw these people in a house and, and let shit happen, not the competition stuff like Big Brother and 
Survivor and all that other crap. I just, right. I don't know. I just can't get into it because I go into that mindset. You guys all know if you've been listening to the show on how, like all these people, let's be friends. Let's no, you could be friends if you <laughs> want, but it's a game. You you want to win? There can only be one Highlander. Um, but <laughs> I'm like, come on. I mean, they tried to do it on Squid Game. We all need to be uh, a team, and and I love all of you. You shut up. You right, just met me. Right. <sighs> That's why I can't watch these shows. They 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 piss me off on how these people are, and whoever yeah. this person is, I can't wear my shut up. You just <laughs> is and that gonna this. ruin? Is that gonna ruin your choices if they everyone finds out you're a millionaire? And get this, he's probably one of the youngest people in this cast. He's like is a he, real estate millionaire. Oh, okay. He made his so money he, through real estate, and well, good for him. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and he fun. wants the experience. But as soon as it comes out in episode four, to no surprise, people are like, "Oh hell no! Like, you, 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 you're paid. Like, you don't need to be here. Like, people already are like plotting against him now. That's not, why he's not, not surprised. He just shouldn't keep have your said mouth it. Shut. But, yeah, but he couldn't. He couldn't live with the. He had. He oh. was hiding it, and he couldn't. I had. It was hurting me. I had to tell you guys. Uh, <laughs> see, uh, I couldn't go on these shows. Yeah. Well, if it was the Zisu and I on something, yeah, I would try. But I would definitely have to get into some better shape than I am to do yeah. it. But, no, I, this but one, I'm, yeah, this one, like, it's not like I said. The, it's more like. Uh, they just present you with stuff like one thing that made people mad was like um they were like okay yeah like on your own put yourself in order like of like who's the best leader and like who's the most influential and this one guy former army guy insisted he was one and then they pulled him forward and he's like okay now you put everybody in order of how you think how trustworthy they are. And obviously that got people mad at him. And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to lead you guys. I just want to be a leader. <laughs> Was he crying? Uh, not really. No. <sighs> um, a little actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I cry on the show all the time, everyone, but I'm like, for a reason, not because of yeah. dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, anyways, that's uh. the trust. A game agreed <laughs> on Netflix. Um, it is a hard recommend, but I, I just want you to see this cast because, like, they are very unlikable. <laughs> that's an unlikable cast. Uh, it sounds like an unlikable show, but <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'll give one episode and see. On the and, opposite side, the other show I wanted to talk about, The Traders is back for season two. And I talked about The Traders uh, last year when it first came out. I thought season one was kind of ruined by one of the contestants. Uh, Kate from Below Deck was her show. This is a show where it, it, it takes people from other shows and they come to play this game. The whole idea is you're either a traitor or a faithful. It's like 20 to 25 people. Uh, two to three are selected as traitors to start the game. The rest are faithful. 
And every night they do a round table and it's up to the faithful to try to pick and eliminate a traitor. But obviously the odds are against them because there's so many more faithful. And then after that, the traitors meet and it's like very theatrical and they're in hoods and and cloaks and they meet and conspire and they get to kill off. uh, uh, They get to remove another people from the cast and they call it killing and murdering and things like that it's all very theatrical it's hosted by uh nightcrawler from x-men uh alan cumming and he's very theatrical and he he makes it a lot of fun and uh so far i'm loving this season two the season two cast uh has uh people from survivor big brother challenge that's what i'm mainly familiar with but then it has also has like some of the housewives and other people so let me quickly tell you who's on the cast uh from the challenge and he started on the real world johnny bananas he's done a million of the challenge he's on there from the challenge peppermint from uh, rupaul's drag race uh marcus jordan son of michael jordan and uh, he's got a weird thing where uh, one of the housewives, uh, ex-wife of Scotty Pippen, Larsa Pippen, uh, Marcus is dating her, which is like just one of the weirder things because it's like Scotty Pippen and, and Michael Jordan don't get along anymore. And now the son of Jordan is dating Pippen's ex-wife. Kind of weird, right? <sighs> well, what, what, uh, whatever makes love go around or whatever. <laughs> I guess. Um, somebody, uh, Max, uh, M-A-K-S, from Dancing with the Stars. Uh, the professional boxer, Deontay Wilder. You know him, right? No clue. No? No, Deontay mm-hmm. Wilder? Ekin Sue from Love Island, UK. I already said Larsa Pippen from The Real Housewives of Miami. John Burkow. He's a former member of the UK Parliament. That's a really interesting, odd addition. Bergie from Love Island, USA, uh, Season 5. Trishel from The Challenge and The Real World Las Vegas. Uh, Sandra, uh, from, she's a two-time winner, a survivor. She's on it. Uh, big brother legend, Dan Giesling. He hasn't done a show in forever. So it's really cool to see him back. Uh, Mercedes MJ Javid from Shaw's of Sunset. Uh, Tamara Judge from Real Housewives of Orange County. Kevin Creeder from Bling Empire. Uh, Phaedra Parks from Married to Medicine. Janelle, uh, also a Big Brother legend. Parvati from Survivor. Uh, CT from The Challenge. He's done a million challenges also. And he uh, started in the real world Paris. And... uh, Pete Weber, he was uh, on The Bachelorette 15. And finally, Sheree Whitfield from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And yeah, uh, 
I'm loving this cast, especially compared to season one. I just felt like uh, Kate ruined season one, and it was it was kind of annoying how long she was annoying, and then they kept keeping her around, keeping her around. So she kind of like poisoned that season. I felt, and uh, I don't feel like there's anybody like that this season. And uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but I did want to get into one teeny tiny small spoiler, and that is uh, I'm very happy with one of the initial traders that was recruited because uh, my guess is it was one of his conditions for doing the show and that was dan giesling <coughs> the fact that uh, he gets to play a traitor i couldn't be happier i love to see it uh he's one of the great maybe the greatest big brother player of all time uh he could have been a two-time winner uh and he's pulled off some of the biggest moves in Big Brother history. So he's really considered a legend. And he hasn't been uh, on TV since Big Brother like 10 years ago. Big Brother 14, I think, was his last appearance. So it's really cool to see him here. And you kind of get that feeling that he only said yes if he got to play a traitor. So I love to see him uh, playing a traitor. And it's also kind of cool that like... For the most part, even though all these people come from other shows, they're not really familiar with each other. So people don't really know. They don't know, like, how good Dan it Dan is at, at like, deceiving and lying and manipulating. And he is, like, the perfect traitor. So that being said, I have a hard time believing that he's going to make it to the end. Um He's got a little heat on him. Uh, he's still in it as of now, but as to the point of where we just finished uh, our fourth episode, and I got to wait another week till uh, episode five. They dropped the first three, and then um, it's been a week, and they just dropped the fourth episode. So we got three at the beginning, and, uh, and then it's going to be one a week uh, the rest of the way, the rest of the season. So, but yeah, really couldn't be. Um, happier with the show and uh highly recommend it uh it's really fun really theatrical uh really good cast like i said survivor people challenge people big brother people loving that and uh it's actually almost like i'm i guess i'm not surprised that uh coming here out of the out of the fourth episode it's actually started to, to divide where it's like the gaming people like the challenge survivor big brother people on one side and the bravo housewives type people on the other so uh that should be interesting and also there's a little bit of uh now there's a little bit of friction between the traders too uh coming out of this episode so i expect the traders to actually go to battle themselves and try to get each other eliminated while still protecting their identity so yeah i really recommend checking it out though it's so good so fun i'm loving it uh, a lot of these shows i like will put on the background and you know i'm half checked in but like it's hard not to be like fully checked in on this show it's 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 really fun <laughs> So I definitely recommend checking it out. And that's uh, The Traitors Season 2. 
Well, you didn't sell it to me, but I'm looking at the cast, and I do remember the poverty. Is that yeah, her name? poverty, poverty, and Sandra. You you got to know Sandra. Uh, I'm still going down. Sandra, she doesn't. Two time winner, the survivor. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I remember her now. I was like, I don't think I've. Well, I don't. I just the reason I I recognize poverty is because it's a picture for when she was on the island. Um, Sandra Diaz Twine or whatever. She's all. Yep. She's all done up in this picture, so I. I don't recognize them unless they're all rugged <laughs> how they look on the. <laughs> Right on the island, but yeah, okay, those are the only two. I you know, know the challenge people, bananas and CT. Nope, I don't know who Marcus Jordan. Michelle? That's that's um Michael Jordan's son. Yeah, Marcus Jordan. Who's he play for? And like I said, he's dating Larsa Piven, which is that's just so nuts. Like Johnny Bananas. So I don't know who this guy is. He's done. He basically is the challenge. Like he's done. There's like 38, 39 seasons of the challenge. And he's done like probably 28 of them. He's probably only missed like, well, he, I don't, I don't think he was there for like the first 10, 10, 11 challenges. But since then, like he rarely misses a challenge season. Well, I, I'm looking at. But his he's picture. getting up there. Know. He's getting up there as far as like he's lived his life on reality TV. Like I said, doing all these seasons of the challenge, and besides doing Traders here, he was also just on that uh, House of Villains show. Did you hear about that? I don't, I don't even know what that is. That. I don't even know what that's that a, is. That's an E show that um, whenever it's streaming somewhere, I'll watch it. Uh, they threw the first couple episodes up on YouTube, so I watched them there. And um, that is, like, you take, like, the most obnoxious, villainous characters from these TV shows. Do you know Johnny Fairplay from Survivor? Nope. Yeah. Well, Johnny Bananas is one of them. And, like, you take all these, like, villainous personalities and you put them, like, in a house. Amorosa, you know her. I know she is. I hate her. Yeah. Yeah. And she comes in and, like, fully, like, just instantly starts playing the villain role like somebody she tries is. to start somebody tries to start talking to her and she completely like like ignores her and then like dismisses her like okay yes like whatever like this and that and, I tried yeah. to give her a chance when I, mean, I just heard listening to Howard Stern or one of those shows and how they were talking about her so I was like, oh, well, let me just give her the benefit of it. No, she's a fucking bitch. So, <laughs> and she no. doesn't play it down. Like, she no, she on, don't. She went on Big Brother, uh, Celebrity Big Brother here in the U.S., and she went on uh, uh, Celebrity Big Brother Australia. And she kind of, kind of played nice, but considering the name of the show is House of Villains, like, she came like right out the bat and like was playing like a villain like playing it up <laughs> she is a villain wasn't she on what's um she was the in the, the president show 
Yeah, and uh, then she was in the White House also. The Don. What was this show called? The Apprentice. The Apprentice. I think she was the first first ever winner, I think. And then, like, close to him forever and even made it to the White House. And then <laughs> she, when she was fired from that, that's when she went on both Big Brother U.S. and Australia and started talking bad about him. And when she he uh, she talked bad about him on the U.S. one, he sued her for that. And uh, so when she went on Australia, she she's like, oh, I hope he doesn't see this. <laughs> she's talking bad about the Don. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, yeah uh, you got to check out the Traders season two. Hella good. Mm, Crazy I don't good. Know. It's so uh, good. You know, I don't watch this crap, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, those are the only two chicks on this that I'm looking at that I know. I don't know right. any, anyone else on this show. So Yeah. You'd like CT, I think, from the challenge. And this is on Peacock? And you'd like Dan. Yeah. And you'd okay. like Dan. And like I said, he's one of the traders. Um and you know Parvati, and you know Sandra, and um, Janelle. She's a Big Brother legend. She's on there. Who's Dante? Oh, he's a boxer. Deontay Wilder. He, yeah, he used to have pay-per-views left and right. He's only, I think, just recently retired from boxing. Didn't he get beat up by one of the um, one of those two brothers? Um, I don't know if he was one of the lost to the. The Pauls. Yeah, those guys. He's. I'm not sure about that. Let's see. Uh, Let me see. Yeah. By. Uh, he looks familiar. He held the heavyweight title from 2015 to 2020. The first American world heavyweight since 2007, which was the longest period of time without an American heavyweight champion. Uh. Three-time winner of Boxing Champions Knockout of the Year Award. Professional career. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think this is him. I thought it was someone else. No, I just because of the dreads. No, nah, he knocked some other guy out. There was, I think it was a former boxer, and he got knocked out. Well, spoiler alert! I gotta look into him because. Um, I'm pretty sure between episode three and episode four, he just disappeared. I don't know what happened. He didn't get like uh, murdered by the traitors or eliminated by the faithful. Like I did see him take one of the eliminations card, like, and he was pushing for it. So that actually might have broken him, and he might have left the game. I don't know, but I haven't seen. I haven't. Uh, I'm. I'm a little surprised nobody. Uh, they didn't say anything on the fourth fourth episode if that's what happened. So. No clue. Anyways, yeah, but yeah. Please check it out if you get a chance. It's really good. You know me, everyone, with these shows. I have 
have zero interest, first of all, but I don't know. Well, I tried watching some of that other show that you were talking about, the, the Trust. Reindeer uh, Games? No, the Trust one. And while you were talking about this one, I was watching a little bit on Netflix. I couldn't take it. <laughs> no, so. that's a rough cast. Okay. That's a rough cast. Traders. I like Alan Cummings. I've like I liked him in everything I've seen him in. He makes it so funny, so theatrical, and like I sent you that one clip where they were at the graves. That was like fun too. Like one of the eliminations, the traitors had to murder in plain sight by having somebody drink from a cup. And then, like, nobody knew who it was. So they, like, walked and they had to slowly, like, eliminate people to the final three. And then when they got to the final three, people had to bet by throwing roses in the casket who they thought was was murdered. So. Well, they picked a good guy to be the host. I mean, he's he's a good showman. He uh, really kind of plays it up in everything I've seen him in. I just watched him in, um, he was only in one scene of, it was one of the random days of Christmas, um, Eyes Wide Shut, he was in that, he was, uh, the desk guy in this hotel that Tom Cruise went into, but the first movie that I'd seen him in was, um, what was that movie, uh, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, he was in that, he was the the little nerd guy that um I think it was Michelle. Is that Phoebe from Friends? Her. He liked her. So I haven't seen that movie in a while. But alright, I'll check this one out just because I like him. Yeah, so. yeah, please do. Please do. It's fun. It's really good. So yeah, right. check it out. Alright. I think that'll do it for TV. Alright. Sorry about all the noise I was making, everyone. I got um Going to try to get back on my board slowly. Um, I'm just going to ride around. I'm not tricks or anything. I just, I'm putting a skateboard together because I got all kinds of skateboard stuff for Christmas and I couldn't do nothing with them. But anyway, all right, let's roll into movies. I'm going to kick it. Do you got any movies? I got one. All right. I'm going to kick it off with this one. This one's one of my friends told me to watch. Um, it was almost one of my honorable mentions. I like the movie. It was funny. It was a comedy action adventure type of film. This is on Hulu and this is comedy adventure. It was only an hour and 43 minutes. And this is the retirement plan. Ashley and her daughter turned to Matt, her estranged beached bum father to help escape a ruthless crime boss. All right. That was Google. Uh, IMDb, when Ashley and her younger daughter Sarah get caught up in a criminal enterprise that puts their lives at risk, she turns to an estranged father, Matt, currently living life of a retired beach bum in the Cayman Islands. This is written and directed by Tim Brown, and this stars Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage, uh, the beautiful Ashley Green, uh, Stand Tall Bro, Ron Perlman, uh, the great Ernie Hudson, uh, Kelly Leak, Jackie Earl Haley, a Talia Campbell, and a bunch of other people. Oh, and Joel David Moore, for those of you that know him. Um, did you see this? 
I did not. Oh. It's funny for what it was. I mean, I like Nick's Nicholas Cage, and I don't know when he's ever home because he's just constantly putting out movies. Uh, he probably puts out at least four a year. So he's constantly working. I don't know if he's still trying to pay off this tax thing that he had to deal with years back. But uh, this movie was funny. It was one of those ones you can just throw on and enjoy it. It's It's got action. I, I I get it. CGI blood's probably cheaper than having actual practical effects when it comes to the blood and everything. But man, that's it was killing me in this. But it was still it was still a fun little movie. I liked it. Um, Nicholas Cage, he's just doing his thing on it. Well, his daughter, she kind of gets caught up in some stuff. Um, her something to do with a flash drive. She ends up hiding it in her daughter's backpack. And they're trying to get out of town, so they end up going to the the Cayman Islands where her dad is, and he's just Nicholas Cage doing his thing, just being retired and drinking booze and living on the beach in his little house. Um, and then he gets caught up. She goes down there. He kind of, she kind of goes to his house and saying, "I'm in trouble. Can you help?" And he's like, ah, "All right." So first, he didn't want to help because she just kind of didn't want nothing to do with him. Um, the little girl didn't realize that that was her grandpa until later. I think I, I can't remember, but anyway, along the way, uh, these guys, Ron Perlman in the gang, they're all trying to, um, go after him and kill him and, uh, get the, get the, the little flash drive away. They don't know the little girl has it in her backpack, but along the way there's comedy, uh, there's fighting, there's shoot 'em up action and everything in it. Uh, Ron Perlman is awesome in this one. Uh, Ernie Hudson, when he pops in, he's cool. Jackie Earl Haley is the main bad guy, so he's trying to go down there and the shootouts and everything. It was it was a it was a cool little movie. I, I enjoyed it. Would I watch it again? Maybe if I just itching to have something on while I'm cleaning or doing whatever. But I enjoyed the film. I thought it was good. It made me laugh. It made me uh, ooh and ah during uh, the fight scenes and and the action of the shooting him up and everything. But um. Nicolas Cage, man, he's always putting movies out. I don't see all of his movies, um, but because he puts out so many, it's hard to see every single one. And I don't even know uh, what he's got coming out. I mean, it's just Nicolas Cage in this movie, like a retirement plan. I just started seeing it everywhere. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so I started watching it. I mean, he made uh, Renfield made my uh, best horror films last year if you guys haven't seen that and he's in that and he's he's awesome in it uh as dracula but i mean this nicholas cage man he's all over the map when it comes to uh his stuff looks okay i'm clicking on his upcoming movies lords of war didn't he already do oh, no that was lord of war um the surfer lords of war long legs and arcadian I have no idea what those are. The only thing completed is Long Lakes. The, all the other ones are in post, post and pre-production. So it, it says right here, I guess, uh, shit, he put out one, two, three, four, five, six movies last year. Uh, well, I guess he was uncredited in The Flash, but they just used his face. But out of the movies that came out, I saw Renfield, Sympathy of the Devil. That one was cool. I did enjoy that one in Retirement Plan. So I saw one, two, three, three of these films. Well, and The Flash. 
I don't even know what dream scenario is in the old way. It looks like a, a Western or something. But I can't remember if Pig made my list. If you guys haven't seen that's on Hulu, everyone. That movie was hella good. I was hoping that was came out in 2021. I was hoping that they would um, put that in uh, at least consider him for the Academy Awards because I thought he did such an amazing job in that one. Um, but the last movie that definitely made my list, I think, it was horror as well as uh, regular, was Color Out of Space. That movie was awesome. That came out in 2019. So if you guys haven't seen that, definitely check that film out. It's crazy. <laughs> so. Uh, also, he was uh, Spider-Man Noir in uh, the first uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. He was awesome in that. Oh, and I finally got to see uh, Teen Titans go uh, to the movies. He was uh, yes. Superman. He was a that Superman was in that one. <laughs> uh, Mandy was a crazy movie, if you guys haven't seen that. But the other movie, which I absolutely love, uh, I'll probably do that again next year. But I didn't really consider it a horror film. But who knows? Maybe it'll just be a rewind. Uh, mom and dad if you guys uh oh we did that one we did it uh up to the challenge we definitely got to bring up to the challenge back this year we didn't bring it back at all last year so it's coming we might have to just pick some new movies oh lincoln lawyer is what you made me watch and i don't think we ever talked about it i need to rewatch it in because i did love it <laughs> so we'll have to find a movie yep. for you love it to so watch much. anyway but yeah uh, retirement plan it's on hulu uh if you just like nicholas cage you probably already seen it but if you haven't i say check it out it, it's it's worth a watch uh, you don't really have to pay attention that much to what's going on except for during all the action scenes and, and everything there isn't a lot but there's some that are in it. it it was pretty good but yeah check out nicholas cage in the retirement plan and ashley green was a bonus because i love her anyway what do you got uh, I got a Netflix movie in the uh, Kevin Hart film uh, Lift. Did you see that this was up? I have, but I haven't seen it yet, so no spoilers. Uh, yeah, uh, starring Kevin Hart, Gugu Mbatu Raw, Sam Worthington, Kingpin. Vincent D'Onofrio and a bunch of other people directed by someone that I can't find. Oh, F. Gary, Gary Gray. Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's directed a lot of stuff. Follows a master thief and his Interpol agent ex-girlfriend who team up to steal 500 in gold bullion being transported on a A3 Eight zero passenger flight. Oh yeah. Also, uh, the professional Jean Reno is in this, so that was cool. But um, yeah, you know me. I can't uh, skip a uh, heist movie. I love them, and uh, this one's all right, but uh, not uh, any into your potential even though uh, i have nothing on the end of your list right now but uh yeah this one uh not gonna make any lists or anything it's not like real bad it's just not great there's no real um no real cleverness or unexpectedness to the heist i always love when 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 films are able to do that and 
pull surprises and twists and double crosses and that's always fun um especially if it's well done but uh this one's all pretty straightforward like i said it's not bad um i guess to a degree like it does feel like what you imagine like okay it's a kevin hart netflix movie so it kind of fits that vibe like it's good for a watch but it's 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 not like i said it's not much it wouldn't be on my my end of year rankings or anything like that so i don't want to like put it down too much but uh you know like i said i don't want to build it up too much either not surprisingly uh user reviews on imdb are uh, pretty low two four two three three so um you kind of see uh but like i said that doesn't mean like it's not something uh, that can be just a a good uh past the time type movie you know mm. uh Definitely right, not a must-see. You say. didn't sell it to me. <laughs> no, no. And I'm not trying to. That's the point. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it won't hurt you to watch it. Like, but it's not a must-watch either. <laughs> uh, all right. Well. Not a must-see. It's fine, though. Well, I like it. I, you might, just like I said, it's something that's light. It's like a light film. Nothing too serious. Nothing new to the table. It's fine, you know? All right. Well, you're not selling it at all. I mean, I like Kevin Hart, and I love Gary, F. Gary Gray, so. Yeah. Is it action, comedy, crime? Okay, well, it's got. Uh... Oh, <laughs> well, it's got to be comedy because fun... of him. There's a fun early cameo from somebody from the MCU, and it's like a fun little cameo I don't want to spoil, so. Okay. Yeah, it just like in the first, I think, 10, 15 minutes, you'll see this person, so. Alrighty. Uh, that's fun, so. <laughs> so that was the only one you got? That's the only one I got. All right. Well, I got two, and might as well just keep it with Netflix. This is um, as far as I know, this is the second remake they did of this story. This is uh, Society of the Snow, adventure thriller. Oof, it was more like depressing drama. <laughs> but in 1972, a ooh, Uruguay Uruguayan flight crashes in the remote heart of the andes forcing survivors to become each other's best hope all right that was um google what does netflix have to say following a plane crash in the remote heart of the andes survivors join forces and become each other's best hope as they navigate their way back home yeah, that was Netflix. All right, IMDb, come on, bring it in something good. The flight of a rugby team crashes on a glacier in the Andes. The few passengers who survived the crash find themselves in one of the world's toughest environments to survive. 
This is directed by J.A. Bayana. I think that's how you say his name. Also written by him, as well as Bernat Villa Plana and Jaime Marquez. This stars a bunch of people I don't know, and I'm not going to pronounce anybody's name right, so I'm not even going to try. I believe this was all in... I don't want to say Spanish. I, I I watched it dubbed, so what I can't. I don't know what exactly the language language well, language is. But did you see this? I did not. I heard about it though. Heard it was good. Uh, out of the out of the the other two movies, the one that came out in '76 was called Survive. Uh, that's the first one I saw. That was the first time I actually heard of the story. Um, that was the best of the, the mid seventies could, could bring you. Um, we went and seen that at the drive-in and I just remember going, wow, what's happening? And these guys, them crashing in the snow and then just trying to survive it and everything. And the only thing I really remember was the plane crash and the end when they uh, came across that guy along the river, uh, alive when that one came out in the nineties. Um, when, when did that one come out? That was 93 that one that one was pretty good that one was all in english because that one was uh directed by frank marshall and it starred a bunch of uh ethan hawk was the main guy in it um and some other american actors but um this one i didn't know who anybody was in this uh this one was really good i enjoyed this one if you if i have to pick my favorite out of the the three movies i'm gonna go with this one it's a lot longer than the other ones. Um, this one was two hours and 24 minutes. And the effects, CGI, of course. I mean, it was all practical models and everything in the 70s. And uh, not really sure CGI was going. If it was in, in, in the 90s, or the mid-90s when that one came, or early 90s when that one came out uh, alive. But... This one, of course, the the plane crash and everything was was CGI and everything, so it looked pretty good. Uh, I just wanted, I knew, it, I just wanted to see the beginning, and then I was just gonna go to bed. Um, I just wanted to see the plane crash, and uh, I ended up just getting sucked in to to what was going on in it. And I already knew the whole story of everything, but I thought this one was a little more graphic, and it was a little more. I thought an all-around well-put-together film. Uh, I loved the actors that were in it. The uh, cinematography was awesome. Not really sure if they were up on this mountain uh, and everything, but, I mean, watching this in the winter and the house was cold, I'm sure it wasn't as cold as them, but just being like, wow, man, this it was... was, Again, it was a story that I knew, so I knew what was going to happen and I knew the outcome. But I think while watching this film, I took it for as to see how the actors were going to portray these characters and everything. And like I said, it was a little more graphic than Survive and what Alive was. Because in Alive, when they show you, they show the people eating, uh, they had to, if you guys don't know the story, they, they crashed and they didn't have food or anything. So they went, they had to be, had to do cannibalism just to keep their strength up and then just try and, they had the hope that somebody uh, was going to come save them and everything. But they just 
they were tired of waiting. I, I think it was like a month or something that they were up there. Uh, and then there's some of the guys like, look, man, I, I don't want to stay here and just freeze to death because I, I, I want to try to at least make it out. If I die trying to save myself, then that's just what happens. But I can't sit here and freeze to death. So some of the guys just like, all right, man, they were slowly making up their plan and everything. And then they finally just said, F it went through it and everything. I mean, there's the, there's the scenes where they, when they left the group, cause they were at least when, when they were all together, they were inside the fuselage of the plane that, that all there was left of it. Um, and they were obviously it was cold still because they were all just bundled up as much as they could. And people were just dying uh, left and right other than all the people that died during the crash and everything. But yeah, man, the, the graphicness of this one, they, they kind of went for it uh, in it. Um, there's a scene at the end. Uh, again, you guys know this story. Um, they, it's a true story, and and you know if you don't know this story, stop listening because I'm about to go into a spoiler. But everyone, if you saw live and everything else, you know what happens. But at the end, when the um when they get rescued, they're kind of or they kind of show it earlier too, but really quick. All the people they all, all their friends that they had to eat to stay alive and the other previous films i thought they just like ate maybe one or two people i don't know how many people they ate but they had there was like a pile of bones they ate everything on them i don't know about the guts and all that but they there was there was just skeletons in the snow and i was like damn i mean again i mean i'm, I'm sure it was way more brutal than when it actually happened but when they showed that that scene, I was it was like really quick. But I was like, damn. I mean, I was like, whoa. They they did what they had to do to survive. And man, they they ate the ate their friends all the way down to the bone. Um, I've never seen any interviews or anything with any of these guys that survived and actually what they went through. All I know is the the stuff that i read and the movies that i watched but i I thought this movie was really really good i enjoyed it and uh, i did uh tell the zisu here i texted him after i watched it i said this is this is the first movie on my list for 2024 um it came out when did it just come out on netflix i think it came out at the end it, it came out the end of last year Okay, see, okay, it was released here uh, January 4th of this year. But it was already up for Golden Globe nominations, so I think it might have came out maybe festival runs and everything uh, at the end of 2023. Because I, when I was watching um, the, 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 the Golden Globes, it was up for something. I was like, this movie just came out. But I don't know. I, I don't know if the Academy's looking at it. Uh, it was all in Spanish because I'm looking at the language, but I, I just did the the sub uh, the subtitle. I tried to read it, but I was kind of tired. I didn't want to really have to read the whole movie, so I just put it on the the dubbed version. I thought they did a pretty good job with the guys that, that dubbed it and everything. But um, if you want to stomach the film, I mean, it doesn't get real graphic on when they're when they're eating them, but they. They just—it was just kind of the aftermath that they didn't show in those other films that they show in this, because even when they get rescued, 
uh, the helicopters land, and then they're like, one of the guys looks over and sees the pile of bones, and they just throw like a, a tarp or something over it. And I was like, wow. Um, but then again, they, they, they had to. They had to go to cannibalism to survive, or they would have just, other than starved to death. I mean, there was one of the guys who just refused to eat his friends or his teammates. He was like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. But he was one of the guys that that, that was that did the, the journey to find help. And they were like, he, they were like, come on, you, you got to eat, man. You got to eat something to get your strength. And he finally said, F it and, and ate it. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in that situation either way. I and mean, I'd rather walk off a cliff or something and end it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't like being cold, first of all, and but to be in this type of environment uh, up in the mountains and have no idea uh, if help was coming or, I mean, even now in 2024, crashing in the mountains and surviving in the snow with all the technology we have. I mean, this was back in the 70s, so they, they don't have all the techni- technology. I mean, maybe the technology is better to find them uh in in out in this uh in this rugged environment but i don't know but as far as the whole film itself um i thought it was a really good film if i do watch this again i'm not watching it anytime soon like alive i remember the first time i saw that once was enough and i didn't go back and watch it again until maybe years later and i actually watched alive again i think it was on youtube premium or whatever and i uh, had it on when I was working. I was mainly just listening to it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys um, get a chance to well, live, I'm sure you guys have all seen it. Check out the movie that came out in the in the 70s, uh, Survive. That one. Not sure if it is streaming anywhere. Uh, whatever Fandor is or Plex, if you have that, it's streaming on there. Um, that one came out. It's only at Jesus short. It's only an hour and 25 minutes. Um, again, the, the effects aren't the greatest in this because of the year it came out. Same thing a year ago rugby team crashes in the Andes mountains and has, and has to survive the extreme cold temperatures and rough climate. As soon as the people die, the survivors are forced to make a terrible decision between starvation and cannibalism. That one was directed by Renee. Cardona and I do not know anybody in this cast. I'm just kind of looking down down the list and I'm not even going to try uh with those names either. But yeah, when I saw this one, uh I just went to the drive-in with my mom and dad and they wanted to see it and I kind of really didn't get what was happening in it, but I was able to just remember parts. And like I said, the only parts I really remember was the plane crash in the end. Not really. And I do kind of remember them eating uh, some of the, the people. But as far as everything in between, I have no idea. So, but uh, Society of the Snow, that is on Netflix. So uh, if you've seen it, you've seen it. And if not, and I sold it to you, uh, I say watch it. Just Just enjoy it for what it is. Um, it, it is a depressing film, but it's it's got a happy ending for the survivors. So there, it's 
can't really spoil something that's so the story is old. But anyway, it, but it was a really, really good film. And like I said, right now it's on my best of movies for 2024. That's my first uh, installment. Will it stay there? Who knows? We'll see as the years, as the days, the years, as the, the months go on. Uh, again, if I watch it again, it's not going to be anytime soon. All right. On to my last film. This is something that I got out uh, to see in the theater. Uh, a lot of people were trashing this film. I even shout out to uh, Brother Brian. I texted him because they did it on the Horror Returns. And I haven't listened to that episode because I didn't see the film yet. But I asked him, I said, is this worth seeing? He was like, save your money. But then I was reading some stuff about it. And I watched this other guy on YouTube. And he was saying, oh, it was okay. So I'm like, all right, let me just go see it. This was a new film came out uh, in October and October. I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. What the hell is this? Because that says October 20, 2014. <laughs> Hold on. I'm on the wrong thing. It must be another movie with the same title. But this just came out not too long ago, like a week or so ago. Uh, January 5th, so a couple weeks ago. But this is um was it blumhouse who put this out i think it was blumhouse this is night swim a family moves into a new home unaware of a dark secret from the house past will unleash a malviolent force in the backyard pool is it malevolent or malevolent how do you say that word yeah the second one malevolent malevolent okay i've been saying malevolent forever anyway that word Directed by Bryce McGuire and written by him as well as Rob Blackhurst. And this stars Wyatt Russell, uh, Snake Plissken's son. Uh, Carrie Condone, Condone, a, ooh, I'm not even trying with this girl's name. Uh, Gavin Warren, a Jody Long. Was she in that movie or that TV show with, uh, okay, that was her. She was in a TV show. And she was also in uh, Shang-Chi. She was in that movie. Uh, Who else was in this? A few kids, some grown-ups that weren't really. It was mainly focused on the family that moved into this house. But all right. What does it say on the poster? Everything you fear is under the surface. I did watch the trailer. I remember seeing the trailer. When I went and seen whatever. And I was like, oh, this looks all right. And then the movie came out and all the reviews, everybody was knocking it and everything. There's some jump scares. It's only PG-13. It's an hour and 38 minutes, so it kind of flew by. Uh, I jumped when you were supposed to jump. Um, I was okay with what was going on in the beginning. It was this family. They were um, the dad. He is. A, uh, I think he played for the Milwaukee Brewers, but then he was dealing with uh, MS, and it was it was starting to mess with him, so he had to, he had to retire. Uh, his wife, I believe she was a, school, I think she was a school teacher. I can't remember, but anyway, they they were just trying to uh, get their lives back together. I mean, just get a house and let the kids uh, live their lives because they were saying that. Um, they had they didn't have a place to live because uh, uh, his name was Ray Waller, Wyatt Russell's character. He was getting traded and all that, so they were bouncing all over the country, playing for all these 
uh, different teams. So since he wasn't playing, they wanted to just buy a house and just stay and just live and let the kids grow up. So they ended up picking this house. In the very, very beginning of the film, this is in the trailer, uh, there's a little girl. She or Her brother's upstairs. He's uh, in bed. There's something wrong with him because he's got all these things hooked up to him. Uh, she hears something outside and because she, she, her little brother, her brother, he, he needed some kind of like his boat or whatever, because, uh, so she heard something like, Hey, called her. Like, can you, can you get my boat for me? So she kind of goes down, uh, down to the pool at night. She sees it in the water and she tries to get it. And then something pulls her in and we don't see what it is. It's just something pulls her in and then she ends up, uh, disappearing in the water. So they kind of just left it as a disappearance. They, they don't know what happened to her. So that I can't remember how many years ago that was before in the beginning of the film. Then we flash forward and then that family comes in. They they find this house uh, and then they start living there. And then slowly things are starting to creep, creep them out. Um, they're kind of seeing things only when they're out by the pool. Uh, especially at night, the mom was a swimmer and she was noticing things. The daughter started to see stuff. The younger son, he was seeing things. The dad kind of saw things, but he wasn't really thinking. His uh, health started to get better because he was on. He was walking around on a cane and he just didn't look good. But as he was like swimming, and they were telling, trying to give him all this stuff, like, "Hey, take these pills," and but you need to exercise. So he was like, well, we got a pool and he just started swimming every day. He said he was swimming like two times a day just to get his muscles and everything going and everything. And then he was starting to feel better. But as the story goes on, we feel like that there's we all know the audience knows the audience there's, something, knows going there's something going on in this in this pool. And then it was we find out later that the pool was helping him feel better. So I'm, I'm kind of going to end it right there. There's more to that story on why it was making him feel better and everything. So I was like, I was all in on what was going on. But when it got to the end, I was like, that's it. I can't write stories. I don't make movies or anything. But I, I, I was just not satisfied with the ending. I didn't hate it the way everyone was talking about it. Like, oh, this movie's boring. Nothing's going on. It's stupid. It's totally predictable. All these horror movies are predictable. When it's something like this dealing with the supernatural it's all the same uh some make it good some don't but this one was it was all right um i remember when bloom house first came out it was like oh it was hitting everything was hit, horror wise was hitting out of the park but then lately to me in my opinion it's just been hit and miss with what it i mean just because you got the producer james Wan, james wand's name, Wan's name. Uh, is attached to this everyone just assumes it's it's gold but we all learned that lesson earlier um but um i wouldn't say go out and see it in the theater unless you just want to if you like to see what's going to happen um i wouldn't go again to see it in the theater will i watch this again if it comes out streaming somewhere i'll, I'll sit down and watch it again i'll give it a second watch but uh, I did text the Z2 here. I was like, man, this one was kind of yep. a flop. <laughs> so, but that was the ending. Uh, the jump scares were there, and they, they got me, and the, the dread and everything that was happening at the end. I mean, I'm watching the trailer now. They're showing way 
too much. They're showing the ending in this. <sighs> and you Head guys shaker. know when we, you know when we talk about trailers and they show too much. Yeah, they're showing way too much in this trailer. See, I only saw the trailer once and I don't really remember what 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 happened in it. I just knew that there was something going on with ghosts and everything in the pool, and that oh, they're totally showing the ending in this. So anyway, if I'm selling it to you and you want to see it, don't watch the trailer because they show the whole movie in it. Uh, and uh, terrible. But again, um, I won't go to the theater again and see this. This isn't one of those movies that I have to see multiple times in the theater. But Night Swim, eh, if you want to see it, go for it. Uh, matinee, save you some money. But if you just like going to the theater to sit and watch a horror movie and watch and, and enjoy popcorn and whatever snacks you get in there, eh, go see it. Uh, again, I'll watch it again once it hits one of these streaming things. So most likely it'll be on Peacock if it's a, a Bloomhouse deal. I think that's a universal company. But anyway, yeah, Night Swim. See it if you want. And as far as movies, that is all that I have. Sports. I don't got anything. My teams are all garbage. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. this. Oh, did we ever do we ever talk about the Oakland Ballers? Mm, you and me did. I don't know if we ever did on the show. All right, everyone. There is a new team in the Bay Area that's coming out, and it's called the Oakland Ballers, nicknamed the Oakland Bees. Uh, A's colors basically green and I don't know if gold is in it, but it's white, and it's just got a B on the on their hats. I'll go to a game and, and see it. Um, I want a hat, but they oh they I, my head's too big. I got too much knowledge. Um, <laughs> it's these are just snapbacks, and I those never fit me. So I'm not like kind of bummed. Even everyone on Instagram and everything, where's the fitted hats? Well, the team's new, so I don't know. Um, but I'm gonna go to a game. I don't know where they're playing, but their first game is in May. Um, it starts off they're on the road, but the first uh, home game is June 4th. Uh, I don't know the who's Cal. Oh, it just says Cal to be announced. California team. So whoever they're playing. I assume these are the teams. Uh, Billings, Mustangs, Boise Hawks, California team to be announced, Great Falls, Voyagers, Grand Junction, Jackalopes, the Glacier Range, Riders, Idaho, Fall, Chuckers, okay, Uh, Missoula, Paddleheads, whatever that is. Northern Colorado Owls, Ogden Raptors, and Rocky Mountain Vibes. So that's 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 teams. Well, 12 with the Oakland Ballers. So uh, it says the battle for Oakland begins. Oakland Ballers. If that's not a major league team. So, I mean, I'm going to be Dodgers once... The A's leave me, but uh, I'm going to ride out the A's until Oakland is no longer in front of them. Uh, I'll go to a, a Ballers game, wherever it is. I don't see 
any locations on where they're playing. Some people are saying they're going to play at Laney College, but I don't know how big that field is. Um, Because I'm looking on their website, uh, oaklandballers.com, and I don't see anything or pictures for a stadium. So, hmm. I don't know, everyone. We'll see. As soon as I find out, um, I'll definitely come on here and let you guys know. Because I'm going to go to a game. i got to support my hometown and everything. So, but if this team. It's funny that. Oh, sorry. Keep going. if If this team stays there, then. We'll see. I don't know. What, what were you going to say? I was going to say, it's funny, that thing you sent me. Uh, I get it, whatever, and it's fine, whatever. You can do stuff on the internet like that. But, like, it actually didn't make a lot of sense from, like, the actual truth of the matter. You're saying that the Niners have done their part for the Bay Area and the Warriors have done their part for the Bay Area, but the Giants have the San Francisco Giants haven't done anything. The Giants won the World Series in 2010, 12, and 14. The last Niners Super Bowl was back in the 90s. So I don't know what they're talking about. The the Niners have done their part. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's all fun. I got a message (laughs) from one of my friends really quick. Did you talk about the dropout? The dropout. What is that? It's, I don't know. It's a series, I guess. Uh, What's his name from Lost? Oh! Uh, William H. Macy. Amanda Seyfried, or however you say her name. Yeah, yeah. The one about uh, the Theranos. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes. When yeah. did you talk about this? I don't remember. <laughs> when it first came out. <laughs> 2022 March 3rd 2022 all right well uh, a shout out to Amanda she said let him know I'm enjoying his recommendation of the dropout hey. yeah so yeah uh, I, don't, I would I don't, recommend it <laughs> I don't remember you talking about it I don't even remember well, half the stuff ago. we talk about yeah so but that's uh, a couple years ago yeah shout out to my girl but Amanda. yeah it's so, a, yes. it is it's it's a really good show it's based off a real thing that happened so uh yeah, really quick she it's like a really good performance by uh amanda seyfried in a tale of ambition and fame gone terribly wrong elizabeth holmes develops healthcare technology that puts millions of patients at risk and loses everything in the blink of an eye this sounds depressing <laughs> no it's uh, good it's like it's like a uh, Bill Gates story. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve Jobs. It's like a Bill Gates, Steve Jobs story gone wrong. It's like she wants to be this like innovator like them. Like she even dresses like Jobs. But where they were able to force their way and create a product and change the world. Like she tries to force her way and she tries, she, she skips steps basically. Like she's so ambitious to want to, you know, make this product and it, what's crazy. I said this when it first came out, the, the product she made, it made it to Walgreens stores. Like, you could do 
this this uh, blood test that through this uh, system of hers uh, through Walgreens, like it even made it that far. But turns out it was all not real. Uh, everything she was developing, it was all fake and not real. So, <laughs> but it's still a really good, uh, really good series, a really good tale. Well, Amanda Savory does not look like this Holmes lady. I'm seeing. She a, does a great impression of her, though. Side by side. <laughs> she does like the voice like perfectly. And that's what's weird too. The person in real life, she puts on like a voice. Like when she presented, she like pre- pretended, pretended to have this this voice. Like it was really weird. And she pulls that off, like doing the voice. <laughs> so this is just a one time series, right? Right, because it's, yeah, it's based off a real thing, so. I don't know why it says season one, just limited series, right, that. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I'm sorry, series. we were supposed to be talking about sports, but I got a message from one of our listeners, so. Well, yeah, no. I had to no shout worries. her out. I don't remember yeah. the show at all that <laughs> you were talking about it, but. Oh, man, what's going on in the sports world? Yeah, you know, for me, uh, still keeping up with the NBA Daily, no matter what, uh, doing the whole league pass thing. Uh, but as far as the Warriors go, uh, we've been shut down for a little while because uh, we had a little bit of uh, a tragic situation, something uh, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, one of our assistant coaches uh, suddenly passed away the other day. Very sad. Uh, Dehan. Milojevic. Uh, we were about to play in Salt Lake City, uh, Utah, and the night before we were going to play there, Warriors arrived in town and went out for a team dinner. And sadly, uh, he had a heart attack at the dinner. Um, yeah, and he, I think he was only uh, uh, 46, 47, I think. Uh, so still, you know, relatively young and obviously being the assistant coach that he is, he, you know, very athletic, always on the court with these professional athletes, but, uh, yeah, heart attack, took him to the hospital. Um, next morning they announced that the game was postponed. And then about another couple hours later, they announced that he had passed, which I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. Like, yeah, that's serious. And um, that was, so that was supposed to be Wednesday's game against the Jazz. And then they uh, postponed tonight's game against the Mavericks. So uh, I assume the Warriors will be uh, in action. Uh, They don't play again until next Wednesday. So I assume, uh, that's when they'll next play. Uh, but yeah, really obviously sad for the franchise. Um, really cool gesture by the Lakers uh, on the Wednesday when 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 we all found out. Uh, they had like a moment of silence and they, they talked about it before the game. And then also cool, uh, the Raptors, uh, which their head coach was familiar with, with this coach, uh, they ran one of his plays to open the game and the Raptors scored. So that was cool. But uh, yeah, it's been a rough season for the Warriors, but uh, 
doesn't get any rougher than like a real life moment than that. Like uh, that, you know, obviously uh, tops anything else really going on, you know? Yeah. That's sad. I mean, there was something that I, I wanted to talk about, but we haven't done an episode in a while. Well, regular episode. Did you hear about uh, Adam Johnson? Is a hockey player. I think so. Yeah. He got his throat cut on the ice. Yes. Yes. Oh man, it was like a hit. Because uh, they arrested the guy that they got him with it. He got bladed. Um, I thought it was an accident, but they're saying I'm watching it now. When he gets hit, that guy lifts his shoe up or his uh his ice or his whatever with the blade on his 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 ice skating thing shoe whatever you call him. Um, he lifts his foot up right before that guy comes before Adam Johnson comes in crashing into him and just slices his throat. He gets up, but then he's kind of uh. You just see a trail of blood just pouring out of his neck. And I was like, oh, my God. Because I remember when it happened, and because it, it was all over the, the all these news pages and, and everything. And I was like, what the fuck? So they said there was video. And it was live when it happened, and they showed it. Um, It was back in December. Uh, says, this is on the AP News. A man was arrested in the death of hockey player whose neck was cut with a skate blade during a game. Um, police in England arrested a man Tuesday. This is whenever this happened. Uh, suspicion of manslaughter and the death of an American ice hockey player, Adam Johnson, whose neck was cut by a skate during a game. Uh, Johnson, 29, was playing the, the Nottingham Panthers against the Sheffield Steelers on October 28th when he was struck by an opponent's skate blade in an elite ice hockey league game. In Sheffield's home arena. South Yorkshire police did not name the suspect to provide his age. He was in police custody. Matt Petgree, 31, who plays for the Sheffield, was the other player involved in the grisly incident that reverted around the hockey community and led to moments in the silence in the NHL. But anyway, if you you seen the video, it's he purposely lifted his leg up. And did he mean to slice his throat? I don't know. But it'd be different if he got hit and his leg went up and then he just kind of accidentally hit it. I can see that being an accident. But watching the video now, that guy clearly put his foot up and his neck went right into those blades. And those those hockey skates are, are just razor sharp. And oh my God! I mean, he got up, but you just see the blood pouring out of his neck. It's all over the ice. He gets up and he's kind of skating off to the side, and, and the front of his jersey is just red. And I, he just—I think he just bled out right there uh, in the arena. And oh my God, it was—it was such. I remember, what, like I said, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh man! And they saw there's video. I was like, oh man! I mean. Let me see this. And oh man, yeah, right right now watching this, you can clearly see that guy did that on purpose. So if he's up on manslaughter, I don't know what the laws are over there, but uh, I'm sure he's going to be sitting in jail. So, but 
Yeah, hockey's a rough. Every sport is rough, even wrestling. Um, every everyone's sport. There's plenty of players that have died on on the court, on the field, in the ring, on the ice, every everywhere. And, and it, it sucks when it happens. A lot of it is accidents, but this looked like this was on purpose. So, uh, it sucks. And when someone does like that, you shouldn't be playing. Anyone that's unsportsmanlike conduct should not be anywhere near sports. I mean, I've seen a lot of MMA fighters, boxers, I mean, baseball players, football players, just doing craziness and trying to hurt someone because they're mad they lost or or whatever. But it's it's crazy, man. It sucks for that guy for in his professional to to in his career to be murdered doing what he loved and that, and that sucks i mean so shout out to him and his family and fuck that guy that did it but yeah i just once you brought up the the story that that popped back that popped in my head because i remember like i said watching that video i was like oh my god but oh man sports are rough everyone just be careful when you're out there no matter what sport you're playing you can even be playing badminton just be careful you don't know you could slip and fall uh, anything so just just be careful when you're out there and like all my kids when they were playing sports yeah they got hurt and it's it's scary especially when someone either yourself or your friends or when your kids are out there and they get hurt i mean a lot of my friends playing football they got hurt and they that kind of ended their career but uh, i don't know we'll see what happens uh that guy's in jail so i don't, I don't know for how long i didn't really read more into that story but man what sports are going on now anyway besides football <laughs> uh like i said obviously uh, yeah. nba and that's where my main focus is so yeah um are the warriors doing it or no no and it's too bad they had uh championship uh, contention hopes to start the season, but uh, those are all but gone. Uh, we've had injury. Obviously, we had the Dre suspension tr- trouble. He's back now, but uh, even that didn't help. Uh, the last game we did play, we lost uh, in his return, which was a bummer. Um it was uh, just this last previous Monday, the uh, traditional uh, MLK day game in Memphis. Uh, it was a bad loss for the Warriors. We lost to uh, Memphis pretty much didn't have their whole teams injured. They only had one starter, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. The rest of their guys could have been in the, the G League. So Warriors just lost to some G League players. And then, like I said, we haven't played. Uh, we didn't play Wednesday's game. We haven't played. We're not playing tonight's game, and we don't play again until next Wednesday. Um, that said, too, we were in the trade rumor market. Obviously, uh, going to make want to make a move, uh, but sadly, the mo- the the piece that would have made the most sense, uh, he did go in a trade. Uh, Pascal Siakam uh, of the Raptors. They just sent him to the Indiana Pacers, so the Pacers going for it. Um, so the Warriors can still make a move, but, uh, considering the players that are available for trade out there, I don't know if it would really be worth it. Cause I don't even know if it would make a difference at this point. So 
at this point, especially with this tragedy now surrounding the team, maybe the best thing to do is just uh, come together and try to get right. Uh, we do have a few injured players, Gary Payton, Chris Paul. So uh, I think even Moses Moody is dealing with a little something. So um Maybe they can turn this thing around some way, somehow, and sneak into a play-in and then a playoffs, and then, you know, they got the championship pedigree to make something happen. And that's the thing this year. Um, even if Warriors don't do it, um, Nuggets are defending champ- champs, and uh, they should be favorites to uh, repeat, but they're by no means a lock, so... That's why it's like worth it for teams to try to go for it this year. It pretty much is wide open. Like the championship can be had this year. So it's it's uh, one of those years. So like I said, that being said, uh, we still got the rest of January here, February, March, and then the start of April. So there is still time to get right, but uh, it's been rough so far. <laughs> All right. Um, what's on the wrestling stuff? Uh, Royal Rumble, that's next weekend. So get ready to listen to uh, the wrestling returns when Brian and I talk about that. And oh, shoot. What? I just forgot, like, an uh, important TV show that I didn't mention. Damn it. <laughs> well, I don't got any sports, so I'll just letting you know. Uh, Royal Rumble is next one week, so we'll be talking about it. So, yeah, listen to it. What do you got? I forgot to mention uh, the new season of True Detective. I haven't seen season, any yet. Uh, season I know four, Night Country. What's her name is in it? She was in my number one, my number one movie last year. Um, the hell was that show called? What was that movie called? Um, Catch the fair one. Yeah, that one. She was uh, the main one in that one. That was my number one movie. Was it? Was it last year or the year before? I can't remember. 2021. Is she a cop in this? She is, and she is the Alaskan native uh, cop that um, is kind of forced into a situation to. They don't necessarily want to work together, but Jodie Foster, uh, grizzled transplant cop. She was from, like, I think Minnesota or something because uh, she wears Vikings gear. So uh, case happens and uh, yeah, they're thrown together. And yeah, it's cool. It's really moody. Uh, I told you right off the bat, it's kind of funny. Um, there's texts on the screen and it's like, for you know 30 days every year you know the light goes out and it is dark and this is known as night country and i was like this feels exactly like the start of uh, 30 days a night <laughs> this is a weekly show right it is so yeah there's only one out right now uh but it's uh it the other seasons of True Detective were eight episodes. This one's only six, so that's kind of a bummer. But 
Yeah, True Detective, like Fargo, is one of those series. Um, they're not connected at all. Uh, each story is a different story, uh, and it's crazy. It blows my mind. It shows how fast time flies. Season one was officially 10 years ago. 2014 was season one with uh, Woody and uh, McConaughey. And that's obviously the most beloved season Um Season two has a bad reputation, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, season three, I thought was all right. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm loving the start here. Season four, and it's actually, like I said, a completely different vibe. Like uh, season one was set in Louisiana. Season two was set in L.A. Uh, season three, I, th- I think, was set somewhere in the south of Georgia or arkansas or something like that and yeah now season four here is set in uh, alaska so uh the other cool part about this that i wanted to mention to you is uh, they have an official podcast that's linked to it that is uh, available in the extras right next to the episode that i threw on just because uh i was looking for something for the background while i dealt with stuff on the phone so i listened to it and it was pretty cool it was uh done by uh an alaska native podcaster and she was uh get getting interviews with the cast and kind of talking about the episode and the themes of it so it was cool to listen to and kind of uh hear back some things and then i don't know if you got a chance to watch it it doesn't spoil anything but i sent you a video uh when i first watched it um Jodie Foster and uh, the uh, other cop, uh, Callie Reese, they um, ask each other questions, like fun questions, like, would you know, you live, would you like to live like somewhere like, like that, like the the cold, like Alaska, like thirty days a night, you know, or not you know it's just like fun questions and like you know your favorite hot drink and things like that it's a cool little fun little video it's just a couple minutes long if you haven't seen it i'd recommend checking it out (laughs) all right i want to watch this but i'm not gonna watch it until there's more episodes up i don't want to do the one a week thing i was bad enough with reacher i hate that just drop it all i'm spoiled just drop it all at once (laughs) which is funny because uh now they're saying uh, i don't know that people are wishing they did one a week for echo not me man i wanted to get through all that in one shot yeah anyways yeah um uh, it's funny. The thing that reminded me of Night Country was I was looking for Star Wars news, and it seems like the biggest story going around right now uh, was Jodie Foster bringing up that uh, she uh, could have been Princess Leia if at the time they wanted Leia to be like a 13 or 14 year old that she was at the time. So wasn't Carrie Fisher a teenager? When they did the first one? Maybe, but I think Jodie Foster was was younger. Even though I remember, uh, I, I think it was uh, during press for uh, Force Awakens that uh, 
there's this interview I have in my head of uh, Carrie Fisher talking about. She was worried, like, they're like, okay, yeah. Like, she's talking about her originally, like, going for the role and her worry of, like, them being like, okay, yeah, no, bring in Jodie Foster. <laughs> I remember seeing those videos of, uh, uh, were you done with sports? All right, well, this is welcome to Star Wars moment. Anyway, <laughs> I was watching those uh, the the videos of uh, all the the cast, uh, whatever you call those things. Um, all the people that came in to read. I mean, you had Ron Howard in there and um, Penny Marshall, not Penny Marshall. Um, what the hell, is Cindy's name? Um, God damn it. Um, not Cindy Laverne or uh, Shirley Shirley Feeney, Cindy was it Cindy Williams was that her name I can't remember. It's all black and white uh, video of all these people that were coming in to read for the parts and everything. It was a lot of guys from uh, American Graffiti, uh, the film that George Lucas did, and it's funny to see that to who all came in to interview or do their casting thing for to see who was up for it and what's his name i mean because uh harrison ford was in american graffiti and he was friends with lucas and he kind of hey man i need you to just come in and help help me read with uh these other actors that are going to come in and read for parts so he did and that's he wasn't even there to read the part for han solo George just thought he was an amazing guy. He was awesome. He thought he did it, and that's that's how we got Han. But a lot of that hey, stuff, Kurt Russell, watching those Red, videos, Red Fort, right? Yeah, Kurt Russell. He was um he was a Disney kid from back in the day. For those of you that didn't know, he did a lot of Disney movies when he was growing up. When he was a kid, I remember him in Gilligan's Island too. I remember he was on that <laughs> when he was little. But yeah, I mean, everyone that came in and read for parts, man, it's it's weird. I mean, it's, I it's fun to watch that stuff now, or even when it was finally all released. Because when I was a kid watching Star Wars, I didn't care about how they made the movie. I just loved the movie, and I still love the movie. I wish they would put out the uh, the original cuts, the the yeah, un yeah. unspecial edition ones. I mean, I don't see why they don't, unless Disney's kind of getting away from the physical media stuff i don't know oh but, no uh, i know we'll they see. joked about it on saturday night live but didn't uh christopher walken also read for uh han solo like for real um probably i i don't <laughs> know <laughs> but they did that and then they did that joke like all the years later they had him on uh saturday night live and whatever he's doing the I typed the in. Millennium Falcon. That's the ship that made the Kessel Run. <laughs> All right. So, Thirteen actors who were almost cast in Star Wars, including a few so the Academy Award winners. Let me see. Al Pacino. He, I guess, he read for Han Solo. Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Hey. <laughs> Burt Reynolds, uh, the bandit for Han Solo. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. Um, 
Stallone, Han Solo. Wow. Uh, that would have been. I mean, I love. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Stallone, but hey yo, hey yo, Chewy, <laughs> forget about it. Uh, Kurt Russell, Luke Skywalker. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jodie Foster, Princess Leia. Uh, Leo Red for Anakin. Okay, might have been for Episode One. Oh, for Phantom Menace. Uh, or Phantom Menace. He's Ryan not probably Philippe. too old at that point. Ryan Philippe, also read for Anakin. Probably still uh, too old. Rooney Mara for Jen Erso. Oh, this goes into the other movies. Oh, Saoirse so- Ronan is Ray. Ooh, I love her. I would have accepted that. Um, the guy that plays uh, young Dumbledore. He read for Kylo Ren. Nah, I don't see that. Jude Law? No. We're not Dumbledore. Um the what's the other Harry Potter movies? The oh, ones Newt's before? Commander? Yeah, uh, that Eddie Red that, Eddie Redman. Yeah. yeah, he read for Kylo Ren. Uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson is Jar Jar Binks. It's first I heard of that. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan for Poe Dameron or Finn. Finn, yeah, Paul Dameron. What well, thought? What's his name? Did a good job. Uh, Jesse Plemons for General Hux. Now, mm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I like the guy they had. And that's the end of that list. But yeah, those first ones. <laughs> I didn't know Stallone or Burt Reynolds read for it. I remember Al Pacino. Um, all right. <laughs> Uh, okay, but yeah, I mean, what we got is is what we got, and that's the the legacy of Star Wars, and it's it's still amazing. I mean, I think we need to do a um, what you call it for Star Wars episode four, whatever you guys want to call it, uh, New Hope. We need to do a uh, a commentary for that one. Yeah. We haven't done any Star Wars movies, right? Other than right. just the reviews of them. We've never done anything like that. What are the... We did Commando and we and did... Aliens. Uh, aliens. aliens. Okay, so we, those are the only two we did? All right. Well, I'm back in action. I need to make it way, make my way over to your house. Yeah, that'd be fun. We can do... Uh, yeah, we can do that. We need to do a few uh, commentaries. There's some other movies. Oh, Running Man. That's one. One movie I want to do. I might have to bring the Blu-ray. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. But um, yeah, man, we'll. we'll uh, we could, those are coming, everyone. We don't know when, but they'll be soon. But as far as Star Wars news, other than we getting still waiting on Skeleton Crew. It was supposed to be out in January, but we haven't even got a trailer. So who knows when? My guess is. Uh, that's what they're going to now share in. Uh, it's going to probably be May the 4th. It'll be the premiere, is my guess, for Skeleton Crew. I guess we got more comics coming. I don't know if it's all original stuff. Hopefully it is. Um, this week the Acolyte was supposed to come out May 4th. That's probably now August or later. Uh, I guess we got more Mandalorian and Grogu and Ahsoka. Um, yeah, the uh, Mandalorian movie. That'll be cool. 
it, I'm glad just as long as it's Favreau and what's his nuts? Filoni. Those those two have to do it. Uh, Ahsoka. I want more. Um, I'm sure every other Star Wars fan wants more, but uh, all the the man hating women fans that hate women being up front and anything. Oh man, I just the we didn't even talk about Echo. <laughs> um, did you finish it? Yeah. I mean, even that it was an amazing show. Everyone, check, definitely check it out. So good. Um. But everyone made the comments. Oh man, this is terrible. Ah, it's woke. It's this. It's that. They were bashing She-Hulk. They were bashing uh, Captain Marvel. They bashed the Marvels. Uh, anything with with female leads and everything. I don't get it. Um, She-Hulk. I enjoyed it. It was goofy, but the comics were goofy as well. But everyone was like, oh, it was terrible because we're not getting a season two of She-Hulk. Um, I would love yeah, season two. Yeah, because of the effects. Tatiana Mosley said we spent uh, bad money on the effects. I want <laughs> a uh, another season of Miss um, Marvel. So, I don't know. We'll see. Because That could happen, I hope. That show was hella good. And the Marvels, when that rolled in, that movie... <laughs> All I wanted was Kamala Khan. Give me her own movie. I'd be happy with that, but fat chance. But yeah, man, I don't know what's wrong with all these these guys. I mean, I get it if it, if it's just not good, but to just bash every everyone everything that comes out is 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 fucking stupid. I I don't I don't get it. Everyone, I'm enjoy it. If I enjoy it, I enjoy it. If I hated it, I'm gonna tell you why I hated it. I'm not just I'm not just gonna hate it because uh, a woman actor is up front in it and it's a story about whoever what whatever it is it didn't have to be nothing Marvel or Star Wars but just anything everyone's always bitching about something and uh, I don't know what's wrong uh, I don't know about other parts of the world but here in America a bunch of crybabies all of them <laughs> but yeah that's the only thing I'm seeing on here is uh. Mandalorian and, and Ahsoka news. Um, more Ahsoka, please, but I, I don't I don't see that happening until maybe next year. Because uh, I don't even know if they sat down and wrote a story over the the next adventures. But but as far as Mandalorian and Grogu, for being a bigger budget, for making uh, an awesome movie for us. Uh, Give us another season unless they're just going to focus on the movie, which is fine. And it's basically uh, Mandalorian is like a big movie. Um, I'm all for it. Uh, just just make it awesome. Give us uh, if you're going to put a lightsaber in Grogu's hand, I'm there for it <laughs> uh, and everything. Just make it good. And please, if you can, bring in all the the, the cast of characters that we love. Uh, throughout the seasons uh, that we've had, uh, if you're gonna throw Boba Fett in it, why not? Um, but I don't know. I just I know it's gonna be good because the the seasons that we've got of the Mandalorian were awesome. I kind of want what's her name to have her own show. Um, Starbuck. What's her name? Um, yeah, I would give her her own show and let everyone bitch and complain about it. But no, I thought <laughs> she's got a good story. 
I don't, I don't see why they can't. Uh, is there comics of her story? Um, I, they're comics, but it's not new storylines. It's stories that have already been told. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I wanted like the further adventures of right. Bo-Katan, uh, but. I don't know. That's all that I'm seeing on here, unless you got any other Star Wars news. No, I guess I'll just go with my prediction that uh, it makes a lot of sense for the Skeleton Crew trailer to be part of uh, the Super Bowl presentation. Because they usually have uh, TV and movie previews involved with Super Bowl, so... That seems like the next big event for them to uh, to drop it. So that would be my guess that we get a skeleton crew footage at the Super Bowl. Mm, I don't care. Whenever it is, just put it out. I just want to see what we've got. Um, that's a TV show, right? Right. All right. Jude um, Law and the kids. So. When is this in the timeline? In the uh, Mandalorian Ahsoka era. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Yeah. So I'm I'm ready for it, man. Skeleton crew, man. I don't know much, but we'll see. I try not to read into a lot of it. I just want to enjoy it for what it is. And if it's bad, it's bad. If it's not, it's not. So I'm I'm not gonna ah bitch and complain about everybody. yeah, the rumor is that they're going for a Stranger Things, E.T. kind of Goonies vibe uh, with these kids getting in a galactic adventure. And Jude Law is another former Jedi who's been uh, been out of it since uh, Order 66. He like went to hiding, but now we're in this post empire era so he might be coming back to life here i guess you know with the force speaking of stranger things i heard what's his name isn't going to be in uh season five eduardo franco Steve? no eduardo franco argyle because everyone loved him. I oh, thought he was, yeah. That's I thought weird. he was awesome. That, and that, does, that doesn't even make sense. Because wasn't he there in that like final scene? Yeah, but I don't see why they can't bring him back in. I mean, he was a fan favorite. He was hella funny every time he was on the screen. So, I don't know. What, you're saying Steve's not coming back? No, I didn't. I, I oh. would be like, that'd be crazy. Oh hell no! Steve is like my him and uh, Dustin are my favorite. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Well, I don't know when we're getting season five, but yeah, I just read that the other day that he's yeah not, he's not coming it's back. In like, production. So if what? I had to guess, I bet uh, I bet it's still a ways out. If I had to guess, uh, like, I say next year. Yeah, next year, like 4th of July next year, because they love uh, their 4th of July releases. Uh, Oh, last season was in two parts, huh? I remember. Yeah, they released the first part like 4th of July and then the next part like a month later. Hmm. I don't remember. I just remember um, it was an awesome season. I mean, every season has been good. 
So I remember I didn't even want to watch. Uh, were we? Yeah, we were doing the show when when that yeah. first season came out. I was excited because I heard the vibe that they were said it was. It was like E.T. Goonies '80s vibe. So I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, Let's you had on. me with the '80s, so I gave it a shot. And man, this show was hella good. So, but uh, I don't know. We'll see uh, what happens with season five. Um, is what's the name in these Godzilla films? Eleven. I don't know. In this new King Kong or Godzilla Kong or whatever. Uh, let me see. Godzilla Kong New Empire. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna see it, of course, but I am not feeling it at all just because of the what we saw in, in, in the trailer. It just it just didn't look good to me, uh, boys and girls. And it's it's I'm spoiled because of Godzilla minus one or whatever. <laughs> that movie was such an amazing film, and then I see this trailer, and I, I'm not I don't know I didn't even really care for the last one, other than all the monster fighting was awesome. But obviously these these films are making money. Because they keep pumping them out and we all go see them No matter how bad they are But I don't know what they're doing to Kong I don't even remember how it ended So I guess I gotta rewatch the first one again But Because in this trailer we see Kong Coming out of the sand with I don't know Some kind of robot hand on him Or whatever I don't know what's going on in this thing Um, Have you... Finished Monarch? Nope, did not. I didn't either. So I assume that's tying in to this because that's what they're saying. I think so. Yeah. But what'd you say? A TV show with about Godzilla without Godzilla? Okay. Yep. <laughs> they made a TV show about Godzilla without Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening in this trailer. Looks like they're focusing on Kong, and he's finding uh, more giant the monsters. Infinity Gauntlet. He uh, got the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, stop! Oh. Stop trying to make it what it's not. Give us monsters fighting monsters. That's what we want. Stop giving us all this bullshit side stuff with this one. I mean, I love the way Kong looks. I love the way Godzilla looks. And all the other monsters that was in that Godzilla King of Monsters one. I thought those they looked cool. But it's just what we got was not cool. So, but... um, I don't know. I mean, of course, I'm going to see this opening weekend. Um, I've been a Godzilla fan uh, since I was a little kid. And I'm an old grandpa. And... Um, I shared uh, the original King Kong versus Godzilla with my grandsons. They liked all the fighting part, but they could care less about uh, the human factor when everyone's talking and everything. Sure, sure. They even liked. <laughs> I I showed them the scene when uh, in the last Kong Godzilla when they were fighting in the water uh, on the ships and everything. I showed them that, and they loved all that. But 
I don't I don't think they're ready to sit down and and watch uh, all of this. But I mean, I'm gonna see it no matter what, and come back here and bitch about it. Who knows? Maybe my <laughs> mind will change. Maybe this will be the best one out, out of all the Godzilla movies that they've made. Um, I don't know. Uh, all right, American movie. I'm trying. I'm, I just typed in Godzilla American movies. So I've been um, replaying the Metal Gear series, Metal Gear Solid series. They just recently released uh, 1, 2, and 3 as a collection for PlayStation 5. Some of my all-time favorite games. So uh, I picked it up for a deal, and I've been replaying those. And uh, I just wanted to mention, especially here, you're, you're, you're uh, talking about it. During uh, the Codec talks, you can have just these random conversations, story conversations. Um, and one of the things they bring up is like uh, they bring up classic movies and how it could relate to the current situation. Um, and one, I, I should have just recorded it so I could send it to you so you could see one of them. They brought up uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon and another one they brought up uh, Godzilla. So kind of cool. <laughs> what was this on? Uh, the the uh, old... Uh, Metal Gear Solid ser- uh, series wow. uh, video games. It's uh, like I said during the little codec conversations. Uh, one of the characters in three, Snake Eater, uh, paramedic. She talks about uh, it's set during the '60s, but she talks about like movies and yeah, she talks about Creature from the Black Lagoon and uh, Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Godzilla, the first um, in this series of movies, came out in 2014. Then we got... Um, uh, wait, when did that one come out? Okay, we then we got... After Godzilla, we got Kong Skull Island, which came out in 2017. Then we got Godzilla, King of the Monsters in 2019. Then Godzilla vs. Kong in 2021. And then... 2024 we're getting this this next one the 90s godzilla which everybody hates which i love (laughs) that one came out in uh, 1998 uh shin godzilla that was the last one i saw out of the japanese ones in the theater that was that was 2016 i mean but godzilla man he's got like a billion movies uh under his belt (laughs) so but and i enjoyed those ones they're goofy and stupid and everything but i love the the guys in the Godzilla costume just destroying everything. I would love to do that. <laughs> but um, these movies ugh, give me Godzilla. Don't put him in the title and not give him, give him to me. Because I remember I was super hyped when they showed us that little bit, that little teaser in Hall H. Like a couple years before the movie came out, they showed uh, it wasn't much. But what they showed us was the teaser, and I was like, oh, my God, I just could not wait. And then the movie came out, and I was like, oh, But I keep seeing them. I I have to. It's not like I can't just let these Godzilla movies go by without me seeing them. And I got Godzilla staring me in the face right now, right on my desk. I got multiple Godzillas, new and old. Um, But... uh, I haven't gotten any of these new Godzillas from these American ones. 
Um, I got a lot of Japanese old Godzillas. I got Shin Godzilla. I want to get that uh, Godzilla minus one when that one comes out. Not that super high price one. I'm not that big of a baller, but uh, I want I want to get those. But mm. Kong versus Godzilla or whatever two Lost World or whatever the hell they're calling it. I uh, I'll see it, and I don't know everyone. It's just. I don't I don't like I don't like what they're doing. I mean, it's cool that that they're doing it, but no, man. After, if you guys have seen Godzilla minus 1, you'll you can understand how I feel uh, on these films. And I may and I've made my uh, my two cents out there when those when that first one came out. And how just crappy it was, but I don't know, we'll see. Again, they're obviously making money. They got like five movies out and they're getting more, so we'll see where it goes. But uh Godzilla minus one, man. I could show you what you can make with the uh, what was it, ten million? Uh, I think that was uh, the budget for that one. Cause it wasn't a lot. Ten million dollars they made. They that was the movie. Um how much was Kong Godzilla or whatever? Versus Kong. How much was that one? A hundred and fifty-five to two hundred million, and that movie was crap. <laughs> the Japanese they they they, they did minus one for ten million dollars, and it was amazing. None of those guys, these previous or these last Godzilla films, have made my best of lists since we've been doing this show. I can't remember if Shin Godzilla made my list. I don't remember, but it did. Oh, it did. Okay. Well, see, that's that was the last one. So I'm surprised you. I'm. I mean, I'm glad you remember because my old memory don't remember <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, Godzilla minus one made my list because it was an amazing film, and for ten million dollars, and it was amazing. I I can't sell that movie enough. If you guys have not seen that film, go go see it. Before the colorized version, because the next one that comes out later this month, it's black and white. It was just gonna be just as awesome, <laughs> and and I'm gonna see that. But yeah, man, they the budget they're putting in the, the in these films, man. Uh, the first Godzilla film that came out in 2014, 160 million, and Godzilla's only in it for like two minutes. Oh my god, it's crazy. How much was Skull Island? That one was awesome. Give me more of that, but we didn't. The budget for Skull Island was a hundred and eighty-five million. God, man, see, they're they're really going for it with these. I mean, I get it because you all them it, you're paying for your stars as well. Um, what was it Godzilla King of Monsters? That was uh, one hundred and seventy million. Jeez, Louise. Um, how much was Shin Godzilla? I don't think that was. 78 million. That was more than 10 million, but that one was still good. My all time favorite Godzilla film, which came out in 1962, King Kong vs. Godzilla. Um, the budget was 432,000. <laughs> well, that was, uh, well, that's what it says here, the USD. I guess 5 million in uh, Japanese money. And that movie box office, 10.37 million. And that was in 1963. Yep. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I liked um, what's his name's King Kong. Um, what's it, the what's his nuts? Um, 
Peter Jackson. The first hour was boring, but once they got to Skull Island, to the end was good. But I don't know what they're doing with these uh, big budget ones. I mean, obviously, it just doesn't do anything. Um, is there a budget already for this new one? No, nope, doesn't say. But either way, ten million, you get Godzilla minus one, which is an amazing, amazing film. So I, I suggest everyone go drop everything you're doing and go see that movie before Godzilla Kong: The New Empire. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's enough of me bitching about Godzilla. Collecting. What do you got? I got a few things. Yeah, uh, I got a few things. Uh, I'll just mention some things in sight. Um, off eBay not too long ago, I finally picked up uh, War Machine or Iron Patriot, like it says on the box, from uh, Endgame. Uh, his suit from uh, the final battle. Uh, when it first went up, it sold out pretty quick. So uh, it took me a while to get it, but I finally added the collection for a decent price. So picked that up. Uh, today, um, at the local Target, I picked up uh, Mandalorian Judge. Um, the little he was in that episode of season three where Grogu and the other little Mandalorian kid had the little like paintball battle <laughs> thing, and the judge like scored the points. It's that Mandalorian, he is like an orange helmet. Thought his design's really cool, and obviously I get all the Star Wars anyway. But the real prize, uh, Chase in the Wild. I got uh, the chase of uh, Viserys Targaryen from House of the Dragon Season 1. Interestingly, the box says Day of the Dragon. I don't remember Season 1 being called that, but I guess it was. Um, It's interesting it says that on the box, but... Yeah, the normal version of this pop has his uh, his face half covered by a mask, and uh, this chase version is uh, unmasked, gruesome, missing his eye, and uh, yeah. Either way, uh, always cool to find a chase in the wild, so... Yeah, those are my uh, most recent pickups. You know, I'm always picking stuff up, but uh, that's my most recent stuff. <laughs> Who was the actor that played this guy? Uh, wasn't it uh, Patty uh, Constantine? Let me make sure. I think it was Patty Constantine, which I was familiar with him from uh, The World's End. But... Uh, yeah, let's see. Is that who it was? Uh, yes, Patty Constantine was King Viserys, Viserys Targaryen. All right. And well, uh, yeah, we're getting finally getting season two of that this year. And I guess based on uh, IMDb, I guess it's already greenlit for season three. They've got three seasons listed, but uh, I know you watched all the way through Game of Thrones, but you haven't seen uh, House of the Dragon yet, have you? Nope, I had kind of had zero interest in it. It's really good. How many seasons is it? Just one right now. The second one comes later this year. 
How many episodes is there? Uh, season one, ten episodes. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to bring back uh, Nez on the throne or whatever. Yep. yep. 172 years before the birth of Daenerys Targaryen. We'll see, boys and girls. But yeah, I got a few things here. But this first one, I kind of forgot about it. I had it in a box and I just was cleaning and found it. This was gifted to me by the Zisu here uh, for Christmas. I know you gave me some other ones, but I don't know where they are. But anyway, this one is the most important one that I wanted. Uh, it was from the Summer Convention Limited Edition, and this is uh, from the Indiana Jones line, Short Round. Yay! Uh, awesome. How come he couldn't have uh, his Mets hat on? They didn't. Well, you would think, think that they have the license for MLB. They could have cleared it. Yeah, but mm. yeah, but this is it, just what's his name? Academy Award winner. He's uh, awesome. Uh, he was badass and Loki, but uh, him as short round for his first movie. Uh, it was an awesome story that he gave to how he got the role and everything, and it's awesome. But yeah, this is his, his first pop, which was really cool. And I remember when you showed me that it was coming out, I was like, oh my god, I gotta have it. Um, this is gonna be in the box. I don't think I'm gonna ever open this one. So, but that's the first one I got. The Next one, I don't know if I talked about it already, but the the Mad Max ones that came out, Max Rockatansky. This is from uh, Road Warrior. Um, it's just Max and uh, how he looked in the Road Warrior after his jacket is all beat up and all little tools hanging from him. This is from the uh, the Warner Brothers 100 Year Celebrating Every Story line. I guess I got that one. And the other ones I got, I got uh, Lord Humongous, the ruler of the wasteland. Uh, Road Warrior being my favorite one, Mad Max 2, if you want to be different about it. Um, When I saw these coming out, I was like, oh, my God, I got to have them. Uh, I just wanted uh, Wes, but I'm like, well, I might as well get all three. So and I did. I got all three because the next one is Wes uh, Vernon Wells. For those of you guys that know the actor, uh, he was awesome uh, as Wes in the Road Warrior. Uh, these are cool, man. I don't think I'll ever open them, but it's an awesome uh, to have. They only came out with three uh, Road Warrior pops, and those were all the three that I had to grab them. I had to order them all because I this was all during my broken ankle. Phase, so I couldn't go out and find him. Uh, but this next one, shout out to Mike. He was down in, in the LA area where he lives, and he went into this one. This is uh, from the Turtle Line, and this is a uh, Casey Jones. It's one of those PX previews exclusive. But this is the limited edition Chase, the black and white one. Does this? I don't know what the difference is from it, but. Um, Thought it glowed in the dark, but it doesn't. But Casey Jones, this is an awesome one. Casey Jones is one of my favorite uh, characters. Um, I guess the chase is because it's black and white. All right, cool. Yeah, black and white chase, duh, says right around the box. I don't know when this came out, but Mike was, uh, he always, when he's down there, he's like, hey, man, do you have this one? And 
he was showing me something else, but this was in the background. And I was like, dude, how much is that chase? And uh, he looked and, um, oh, shit, the price is on the bottom. And then he got it for me for Christmas. So I won't tell you how much it is. But <laughs> but uh, awesome, uh, Mike, if you're listening, brother, thank you so much. And I forgot I had this one. Because when I get these, I just put them in boxes because I was cleaning and everything. So sweet that I got that one. Uh, the next thing I got, this was in, from uh, Walmart. Or I got it at Walmart. But this is for Mortal Kombat uh, 11, the, uh, the the series that they came out with, the McFarlane toys. And this is Nightwolf. Uh, I'm native. He's native, so I got to get it. Uh, I like the character in the game. He's not my first pick, but I do pick him from time to time. Uh, shout out to uh, Lightfoot. He played uh, Nightwolf in uh, Mortal, Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, he didn't get the fight. He was only in one scene, but it was, it's really cool. But I like this figure. I love the McFarlane line. Anything that he does, he really puts detail into all his stuff. So it's really cool. Uh, it's how he looks in the game, and he's got all his uh, his weapons, his two uh, tomahawk-looking things, and his um, arrow and his his bow. And uh, I don't know if they glow in the dark, but they're green anyway. But yeah, that's uh, one of the other things. Another thing I got, I'm going to make a quick video while I am doing this because it's uh, something that uh, I got, I ordered, and I haven't opened it yet. I was saving it for for the show so I can open it on here because there's a chance of a chase. But let me get my camera set up so I can do this and put it on TikTok, whatever I put it on. But let me, god damn. All right, here we go. All right, everyone. Five, four, three, two, one. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Nez here with another unboxing. This is one of the uh, Funko Blockbuster shell cases. This was a Hot Topic exclusive, and there is a chance for a chase. So that's why I'm bringing it here for you. People at home listening to this, go over to TikTok and watch the video. It's a cool little box, the VHS box. Sorry about the glare. The back, that's how he's going to look. But let's hope and see if we got the chase. It's wrapped up, everyone, so nobody's sweating me on that. God damn, they really do a number with these. this wrapping. Let me cut it really quick and see if that helps. All right. Um, ah, make sure I get all the. Oh, sorry, bump the mic. Get this all on camera, and I don't know what the chase looks like, but again, there's the front, there's the side, and the back. Cool. Um, during uh, the holidays, I got uh, one for my my. I got two of them. I got the Batman one and the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man one. For my grandsons and the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man ended up being a chase. Awesome, but here we go. I don't know what the chase looks like, and he has no shirt. And I assume this is the chase because I this is not how he looks on the back. I picked up the card. I just saw this. I didn't look at the back, but here is the back, and it is a chase card. So, wow! I'm good. I saved it, man. I got the chase for Eric Draven. Yay. It's the let me pull the little figure out. 
glad I saved it for the show. This is how he looks. This is the Chase version. Uh, if you guys remember when he was on the, uh, I think it was on the roof of his apartment building playing his guitar. Yeah, he's got a guitar on his back. Um, awesome. I didn't think I was going to, I almost opened it the other day. I bought this when I went to Reno the other day. So, but here's the, the Blockbuster Rewind card. Uh, it says Chase. And then uh, Eric Draven. Uh, sweet. Um, <laughs> uh, again, glad I saved it for you guys. <laughs> so, uh, this is how he was supposed to look. Now I need to go get another one. Because um, I want that one as well. Uh, awesome. I didn't think I would get it, dude. All right, when I went into Hot Topic, it was sitting on the shelf. This was the only one on the shelf. But then when I kind of walked over and looked at other ones, there was more, but like behind things. So I'm glad I just stuck with grabbing this one. And it turned out to be the the chase that you guys see here. So awesome, awesome. I mean, you guys have been, if you've been watching our, our shows, I mean, you obviously see we do win. With Chase, here's the other one, uh, my Kahori that glows in the dark. Uh, if you guys watched that uh, What If episode, oh, I also got what's her name, um, Maya Lopez, her Hawkeye pop. I op I hope I got two. I opened this one, so she's right here on the desk. So I wish she had a uh, a base. I gotta have her leaning up against Ted, Man Thing, as well as Kahori too. But anyway. All right, everyone, that was it for, uh, again, these cool little uh, blockbuster boxes, the old school shell cases, the crow. Wait, is it this way? I don't know. And it looks backwards to me on my phone, everyone, when I'm recording this. But anyway, that's it. Um, cool. Thanks for watching. Listen to the show. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, next time. So until then, party on. All right, everyone, that was the last thing that uh, I got. I'm glad I saved it. I almost, like I said, I almost yes. I almost just opened it. But, yeah, it was weird, dude. It was the only thing on the shelf right there. It wow. was just like, it was like by itself. And I just, oh, okay, cool, I want this. I was, what did I want to buy something? Buy something else, I don't know. Oh, we were, um, have you heard of these Squishmallow things? I have. Daniel is all about him, and he's been bugging me because he watches these videos on YouTube and of these people going squishmallow hunting or whatever they call it, and he wanted to do that. So I was like, you know what? All right, let me make him happy. So it was uh, Che and Grandson Day in Reno last weekend, so we went over there. Uh, went to a few stores. We went to... The Five Below? Is that the name of that place? Yeah, yeah. We went in there. There was some stuff in there, but it was like none that he was looking for. So he always kept going, let's go to the mall, let's go to the mall. Because in those videos, they're always going to malls and finding these things. So we went to the mall. We looked around. There was none. Um, then we went into Hot Topic. Uh, he looked around. and They had some stuff, but not the ones he was looking for. And this is that's where I saw this, so I grabbed it. So I'm glad I did, man. I'm psyched that I got another chase. In the wild, like you. Yeah. So, but um, keep it rolling. Keep it so rolling. We ended up going to Target after and looking around. 
for those squishmallow things. They're, if you guys don't know what they are, they're just like little stuffed things. I don't know. Let me look it up. I mean, there's there's a billion of them. He's got, I don't know how many. I first, I didn't know what they were. I I actually got him two of them before. I got the Star Wars ones, the ones that were at Costco, and the big uh, Chewbacca one, and then I got a Grogu one. I didn't. I just. I thought they were cool and they were nice and soft and just kids that use them as pillows. I didn't know they were a big thing. But did you get any uh, McDonald's ones? Yeah, we got a few of those. Okay, I um, I saw they were there too. <laughs> uh, Grimace was the only one that I wanted and he ended up getting that one. It don't even look like Grimace. <laughs> but um, so we, I was like, okay, I didn't I didn't know these were such a thing. But watching those videos with them. Because he's like, he, I'm looking for this one. He was looking for some mushroom-looking one. And we, we went to all those other places, and there was none. And then we went to Target. He, he went, let's go to Target. They have some there. And I was tired. And I was like, all right, let me just try to make this kid happy. Plus, I picked up some other things um, for the house. So I went in there, and we went over to the, the aisle where the Squishmallows were. And there was only, like, a couple like there and they were like on the very bottom shelf he went uh he looked at him and kind of frowned but then he got got on like his hands and knees and looked uh lower i mean further back on that shelf and there was the one he was looking for it was a mushroom yeah. one so he was uh, he was all happy just seeing the big smile on his face this is the one i wanted and i'm at first i was like oh, i was like come on i'm tired i want to go been walking around <laughs> all day trying to find these things but to see the look on his face, on how yeah. happy he was, I was like, it just made everything worth it. Love so, it. Yep. Got it for him, and he was all happy and just sleeps with it and carries it around. He's got like a bunch of them. He just his uh, Renee, his grandma, just took him down to Marshalls, and he got a no, not Marshall. Well, he got, I guess he got he got one at Marshalls too because there was some in there on clearance. Uh, it's uh, International Popcorn Day, everyone, January 19th when we're recording this. So have some popcorn tonight. Hmm. Um, and he got one, a Squishmallow popcorn <laughs> one. So I guess cool. It worked out there, too. But um, it's cool. I mean, I, I watching those videos and some of these people are going nuts for these things. I, I thought it was just him, but. There was this thing, it was called a uh, squish meetup or something like that. This guy, he had like a bag full, like a like a Walmart bag full of them. And he was he was gonna go to trade and look he was looking for I don't know what he was looking for, but it was like in this parking lot and everyone had their set up in their trunks or or whatever. So people were walking around with bags of them looking to see if they can trade or buy or something. And I'm like, wow, they're really going crazy for these things. Um, I wouldn't have known about them. I, I actually found out about them this year. Um, like I said earlier, when I, those those two big Star Wars ones, I didn't know they were called Squishmallows. I just saw Grogu and Chewbacca. So, but watching these videos and everything. Um, oh, uh, Daniel, he had uh, this Christmas one. It was uh, I don't know where your grandma got it. But it was in, uh, it was, I think it was like four or five of them in it. And they were Christmas themed ones. And he was going, Squishmallows, Squishmallows. I was like, well, I was like, what the fuck are those? I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I didn't say that to him, but in my mind, that's what I'm thinking about. But, uh, okay, I was like, okay. But to see how excited he is when he, I mean, of course, there's all kinds of things. I mean, 
as we're little kids, there's a bunch of things that I was hooting and hollering for. Um, but so again, like I said, it made it all worth it of him just being so excited that he found the one that he was looking for. So I was like, all right, cool, man, whatever. I'm happy. You're happy. Let's, let's go home. <laughs> so, but, uh, but anyway, if, if you guys have no idea what these squishmallows things are, I mean, I, I learned a lot watching those videos and however many, um, he wants to go to one of those places where they do the, the grabby hand things with the claw. Uh, because I don't know where they were. They were at some place, and there was a bunch of them with full of squishmallows. And that girl was just pumping in money left and right, trying to get one. And she must have did it like 20 times before she actually got it. And I don't know how much each try was. I was like, ooh, no way. But that's me, yeah, everyone. So um i kind of want to take them to circus circus they have some of those things there i don't know those squishmallows in them but i'm i think he, mm-hmm. he'd be happy with whatever oh it is, yeah but, uh, yeah but anyway squishmallows you learn something new every day everyone <laughs> so speaking but, of you know what that reminds me of those videos i sent you the uh new craze i guess it's not that new but it's new to me um the whole Stanley Cup craze, uh, and not the hockey championship trophy, but Stanley, the thermos making tumbler cup company, all of a sudden, like people are going crazy for that. I guess they've been going crazy for them the past few years, I guess, uh, from what I saw, like ever since, uh, 2020 and pandemic times is when, uh, like uh, ladies with their blogs kind of started to make it a thing. And ever since then um, they've been having like these limited edition drops. And the way it came to my attention was I follow a lot of uh, sneaker pages on uh, Instagram, like nice kicks and things like that. And all of a sudden I saw all these videos on there where they were like, Oh, this is crazy. This is like, you know, 10 years ago when uh, shoes used to drop and like, you know, people going crazy. And I sent you all the videos left and right. I was so out there to me. The one that was the craziest, I don't even know if you've got a chance to see it since I sent you so many of these things, but uh, the one where the guy went behind the counter at the Starbucks and the target and like tried to like walk out of there with a whole case. And everybody's like, stop him, stop him. And the crowd, like, literally like tackles him and he tries to get away from them and he rips a f- he ends up ripping a few of the tumblers out of the box and just walking out of the target with them that's so out there <sighs> yeah i don't i don't know what the craze is for these things um but not to go to jail for it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I yeah. seen a lot of those videos and everyone going nuts for them. I don't know what's so special about them, but um. Okay, yeah, it looks like you you did see it, but I'm gonna send it your way again. The one where uh, the guy, like I said, he's at the target and everybody's like, "Stop him! Stop him!" and he tries to like get out of there with the whole case, but uh, yeah, the crowd takes him down. Yeah, I seen <laughs> this one, man. I mean. Um, I mean, 
I, obviously, he's going to flip, try to flip him, but just to to go in there and think you can just steal it. I mean, there's a lot of videos of people just going there and grabbing all kinds of stuff and nobody trying to stop them. They just, I don't know, they just said, just let them, let them go. But this fool, he didn't think he made it out with one. <laughs> but Yeah, one or two. Yeah. He had the whole box and everyone uh, tackled him and everything. So then he just yeah, and the audio on it you can hear people are like, "Stop him! Stop him! Get him!" And I'm like, "Damn, that's crazy." Uh, the employees can't. <laughs> yeah, it's you. not even the employees. It's other no, these customers. are just the customers. I mean, <laughs> if that guy he could, this person attacked me and. Uh, you can't, I mean, no matter how right you think it is, you can't grab people like that. Uh, especially now. There's cameras everywhere. Everybody's filming everything. Um, I guess you just got to pick it. It may be different if it was someone trying to kidnap someone and I was right there. I'm definitely going to jump in and start fighting uh, to save that kid or whoever. But as far as somebody stealing something, I'm going to just get out of your way. I'm not going to get yeah. hurt over a cup. <laughs> so, but super. Crazy. I don't know. I mean, they're not mowing each other down for squishmallows, but I remember yeah. them mowing each other down for uh, that sleeping Ernie, the Tickle Me Elmo, and a few yeah. old schoolers, the Cabbage Patch Kid videos. Man, those ladies were beating the hell out of each other for those things. Um, <laughs> I, I've never. I mean, I've rushed into stores to try to get whatever, but. No, I, I haven't like fought anyone for anything. I've almost gotten to a few fights, but not over something. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, because mainly if I got into an argument or fight or whatever or whatever a scuffle was, of course it was during Christmas and everything. But somebody uh, bumping me and and not saying excuse me, and I'm I'll, I'll say well, excuse you, and then they turn around and start talking shit, and then we're face to face and everything. Uh. Um, never yeah. like someone try to pull something out of my hands, uh, and, and take it. So, but I don't know, man, crazy world out there when it comes to some kind of collectible. Yeah. But, um, for every like star Wars release, like, uh, I was at Toys R Us for the Phantom Menace release. No problem there. Got the ones I wanted. I mean, at the time, you know, mall and stuff, it was easily available i was working at walmart when attack of the clones came out so i already got to pick everything out ahead of time i happened to work in toys too at the time back then in uh, 2002 uh then yeah 2005 went out no problem the only time um when last jedi was coming out and here they had a midnight release at the target for the last jedi stuff and uh they had a porg chase and somebody else got it so i was bummed about that but in redemption the very next day i went out to uh the mall here and the Coles of all places they had a setup and i got my porg chase at Coles. <laughs> so uh save the day with that one so I got yeah, I never really had a, a, any trouble as far as like uh, when these Star Wars releases come out. Uh, I can't think of anything I've like really missed out on when when it <laughs> dropped. You know, 
<laughs> uh, I if I don't get them from you, I get them with depending on what what I'm looking for. So right. I, I don't know, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, as soon as the Comic Con stuff come out, we're gonna we're gonna try to get into these things. Yeah. And we'll we'll see. We either do or we don't. <laughs> Yeah, uh, now we I, gotta find out when they're gonna do the hotel thing. I need to make us a list because we I don't care. At this point, I don't care where where we're staying, as long as we have somewhere to stay. If it's but somewhere it'd be great way, if we could get right around it. <laughs> any of those hotels around there would be fine for me within walking distance. Yeah. If we can get the hard rock, hell yeah. If we can get whatever that one is across the street from yep. the hard rock, yep. awesome. Or even the what is that, the Hilton or whatever? Hilton's by Hall H and Marriott's yeah, that's, on the other side. That's fine. Marriott or any one of those down there. With any within walking distance. Even the one I stayed at with uh Jesse. Uh shout out to Urban Aztec. The yeah. room he got where we were, we were only like a couple blocks away, and that was fine. But that's fine. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I didn't. Shit, we're pushing the three-hour mark. Um, yeah, we better just, watch it. Yeah, back on these normal shows. But we had a lot of fun side stories and stuff we didn't even think we we're going to talk about. Night Country and without Res, you know. So yep. Uh, random recommendations. I already gave you my music one. Just find anything Black Fire, anything dealing with Klee Benali. Uh, as far as movies, I am gonna go to um, Paramount Plus. Um, what the hell did I? Ha- I had something picked out already, but it was something. Oh, um, Good Burger Two. I didn't hey. even talk. I didn't talk about that yet. Um, it was an honorable mention. I'm gonna say it right now. So. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. It wasn't as good as as the first one, but it was it was a good movie. I, I liked it. It was good to see uh, Keenan and Kel uh, back together in Good Burger Two. However many years later, when I I remember many that was years. the first that was the first movie I took Tiga to see, and she was still little, and she's twenty nine right. now. So you guys do the math when that one is. But <laughs> Good Good Burger Two, that's uh, streaming on Paramount Plus. So go. Check it out. Let me give you a quick little synopsis on what it was. Dexter Reed and Cashier Ed reunite in fast food restaurant Good Burger with a that's not a um good synopsis. After his latest intention fails, Dex is welcome back to Ed uh, to his old job at Good Burger, which once again put in jeopardy when Dex devises a plan to get back on his feet. Uh. Some of the returning cast was cool in it. Uh, a lot of new faces and everything in it as well. But it was cool, man. It was funny. I, I liked it. It was made me laugh. It was just good to see them. I love uh, Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell. They're just amazing actors. I love them. But to see them back again uh, years and years after the first film. Uh, she, when did the first one come out? 1997 is when the first movie came out. And that's like one of my favorite movies, Good Burger. I love it. I've seen that movie like a billion times. I got it, the VHS, the DVD. I got the first Blu-ray and the Steel Book <laughs> for that movie. But uh, Good Burger 2, streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Check it out. All right. And I'm hopping over to Netflix, where one of my favorite Tarantino films is streaming. I'm going with uh, Jackie Brown. 
A flight attendant with a criminal past gets nabbed by the ATF for smuggling. Under pressure to become an informant against the drug dealer she works for, she must find a way to secure a future without getting killed. Of course, was Pam Greer, Samuel Jackson, Robert Forrester, Bridget Fonda, Michael Keaton, Robert De Niro, Chris Tucker, and on and on and on. And like I said, this is one of my favorite Tarantino films. I love it so much, and uh, now I want to watch it right now. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while, too. Netflix, is that what you said? Yep, hella good. I love All Jackie right. Brown. All right. That um, could be rewatchables. <laughs> the music, what do you got? Uh, I want to tease uh, the uh, New Jack Swing Pod I want to do for uh, Spotify for podcasts and uh, give you the track I sent you the other day. Uh, Tony, 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 1993's If I Had No Loot. <laughs> I know that song years <laughs> yeah uh, man i'm i'm psyched for that there's a lot of songs yeah. that i haven't heard forever the the new jack swing that was right. a that was some good r&b during the 90s i mean of course i'm gonna go more with the 80s but as far as 90s as far as 90s hip-hop uh and r&b awesome awesome so yeah definitely whenever you get that list up man we'll we'll knock yeah. it out awesome but can't wait <laughs> all right everyone we're at the three hour point so we might as well get out of here but before we yep. do please go over to facebook follow us there as well as the macnez podcast uh follow us on spotify for podcasters just go down below the link take you right to our page and listen to our part one and two of the top 20 and the best rappers of the 1980s uh, follow us on YouTube. Uh, we're going to put something together and throw it on there. Uh, go over to Public, Pick up a t-shirt. E-Society or MacNez. Uh, follow us on X at E-Society Pod, at MacNez Pod, at Theo Zisu. Instagram at E-Society Pod, at the Zisu, at MacNez Pod. And follow us on TikTok at E-Society Pod. Intro and outro music. Mixlaw Beat Productions www.mixlawproduction.com just click the link below and have at it so but all right everyone that is it this episode again thank you so much for listening to our best of our four-part best of we gave you the best of what we do in the first one i don't even remember uh 2024 is here episode bringing best of we start off with uh, our best album and song, best Funko Pop, collectible, and best concert of the year, and sports moment. Okay, now I remember. <laughs> and then the second one was uh, all comic book movies as well as TV and some Star Wars. Part three was our best uh, TV episode, and then we ended it with part four with best movies and my uh, best horror movies list. So definitely go over and listen to all of them. Oh, uh, listen to the uh, latest uh, episode of uh, the Magnus podcast, episode 145. It was an awesome interview with Stephen Young. Uh, shout out to him. And uh, also go over to my Instagram uh, for Magnus Pod and listen and watch the video of uh, the basket we were talking about that he made. So uh, shout out to Stephen Young. Awesome, awesome young gentleman. He will be back on the show at some point. But all right, everyone, that is it. You know the the routine of everything. Just be safe out there and come back next time so until then be safe out there and party on yep
Thanks everyone for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, society. Bye.